Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit PlanetBcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hi everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Serious Issues, a comic book podcast. My name is Andrew Levins. My name is Siobhan Coombs. What the hell? What? Reunited, first episode together in four months? Yeah, I know. What What? What pathetic excuse <laughs> do you have for not recording with me for this long? Uh, guys, I'm so tired. I like I. <laughs> if I really struggle to make words and like make any sense today... Um, the phrase three-month sleep regression will fill any parents listening with, like, horror. You have two boys now. I got two boys. Two oh, little boys. Oh, God. Um, so intense. And so, we have, we have currently uh, two two rooms over from a sleeping three-month-old boy, baby boy. Yeah. Let's just... Fingers crossed he'll sleep the yeah, whole totally. time. Let's just assume he will. An enormous pile of comics in front of me. You, you're, yeah. not, you're not even sure what you've read. You, no. you have a pile of comics and you're like, I haven't read any of these. Yeah, I was looking at these and I was like, I've, I've had this pile sitting there for ages. Like, I need to take these back. And I was like, I don't think I actually read any of these. <laughs> oh, well. Um, I'm actually like, like I'm like three or four weeks behind Same. anyway. Um, so this is going to be a hilarious catch up yeah. between uh, Siobhan and myself. I've read a lot uh, of graphic novels. Um, I've read a lot, of, a lot of manga. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I moved house. Yep. Um, and uh, we, we actually bought a house. So oh, it was congratulations. Like so much more than like just the apartment to apartment because it was like, okay, we don't want any of this furniture anymore. Yeah. Let's let's spend what little money we have on trying to get furniture we do like and then yep. selling the old stuff so we can get, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then like cleaning the old apartment. God, that took so long. Yeah, and, it was, yeah. and that was like the least satisfying job I've ever done in my life because <laughs> we don't even get to enjoy the finally clean apartment we've been living in for five years. <laughs> No. Nah. Um, but uh, I had a massive pile of comics that just kept getting bigger and bigger. And mm-hmm. the King's staff were like, hey, you've got a lot of comics from us. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on them. I'm working on them, trying to read them. Um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of big um, series that are either important to me as a comic book reader, mm. also important to the show, I guess. Like yeah. ones that always have been month to month. Um, finished in yeah. the last few weeks, and um, and uh, so I want to talk about them today. Absolutely, I consider doing last things first, but uh, <laughs> I, I think any any like extra confusion will just yeah, make us let's... make this episode this already what I know is going to be a hilarious episode, uh, even more so. So yeah, maybe absolutely. we should try. <laughs> um, we start every episode of uh, serious issues by going through all of the new series that started in the last however long it's been since we last recorded. Yeah. Sean, like I, I, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'm sure, like you know, squeezing a baby out of your body, pretty difficult. It's pretty Do you know hard. How hard it is to record a po- comic book podcast <laughs> by yourself. 
I can really imagine. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. You no just offense. like there's like 50 comics in front of you, and you get through the first four, and you're like, oh man, oh, man, I'm so tired. <laughs> and like, yeah, you, I, I'm terrible at forgetting words, even without having a child. Yeah. Um, and uh, you, you I actually have you. two children. Yes, that's right. But I forgot. To, I forget child, children, and words. Um, but uh, yeah, like when I just don't know what a word is, and I, you normally know, I would look to you yeah. or Angus as like, hey, help me out here. I'm doing that thing I do all the time. And you just, just stare off into the distance. Like and I spent the 15 war. minutes trying to remember what the Green Goblin's actual name was. I was it's Norman. Like, yeah, I got that. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was an, obviously a riveting last episode. If you haven't listened to that one yet, it's uh, me slowly going mad. <laughs> Um, as I review all of the comics that I've been reading in Siobhan's ab- absence. It's like a, it's like a um, art form, really. Yeah, it's incredible. It's, yeah. Yeah, I'm very brave. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm revolutionary. <laughs> um, so let's uh, kick things off with First Things First, all the brand new series that started. Siobhan, <sighs> if you have not read any of these, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, cool. I'm going to sum up. I'm going to let you know. Here, here, this will be a very informative episode. Great. I'm going to let you know, do you need to read this it, it, comic? Oh, uh, yay. Great. Okay. King Thor. I assume, yes. Um, so this is the finale of Jason Aaron's uh, long Thor run. How can it be the beginning and a finale? What do you mean? So, so this is ending... his final series? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, because Marvel are, are ridiculous. Yes. Uh, Jason Aaron's Thor run, I think, is across eight separate series. Okay. From his original, um, what was that one called? Thor, God of Thunder. Mm-hmm. We had, it had the Esad Ribic, Ribic art. Yep. Um, which is all about the God Butcher. Um, and then we went into, um, like, there was the Mighty Thor with Jane Foster. Yep. There was just Thor. There was the Unworthy Thor. Yep. There was, like, a whole bunch of different cross. There was the Thors. So yes. There's a whole bunch of crossover series. And then, so what better way to finish your um, your long Thor story by doing a six-issue miniseries called King Thor. Right. And uh, as you know, um, throughout Aaron's run, he would uh, jump forward to the future mm-hmm. and show when uh, Thor Odinson was um, Odin, basically, like the Odin figure. He was the All-Father. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like the one of the few living things left in the galaxy. He's trying to revive Midgard. And uh, Loki is there to thwart him at every turn. And um, he's got his three... Are they granddaughters? Yeah, that's yeah. right. And he also has like different powers. Of, he has like powers of Wolverine. He has power... Like Loki uh-huh. has... The power of um, like he's like the necropolis, necropolis. He's like the, the dead planet. His ego. I don't know. He's like, okay. They, they're all got all, like you know every ridiculous um, source of power in the in in the Marvel universe has been split between the two of them. Um, but uh, this comes full circle because not only is it about Thor and Loki and uh, Thor's granddaughters, but it's also about Thor, um, Gore, the God Butcher. Ah, and uh, uh, it's got beautiful art by Esad Ribic. Oh, cool. Oh, which, that's a nice way to sort of. Yeah, totally. Bookend the and, and his it, run, and it really does feel like like a great way to wrap it up. Like you know, this is this is the, this is the I guess it, for, in Aaron's terms, like the final Thor story because it's that far into the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's going to be you know grisly and and, and galaxy destroying, um, but it's also a lot of fun because it's so um, cosmic and cool and weird. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I say yes, Siobhan. You should read excellent. King I'm Thor, excited. I am one. excited to check that out. Um, and uh, it's cool to see Gore again. Yeah. Is that what his name? His name's Gore, right? Gore. I don't know. Sure. Just me making up words. Bizarre Adventures, another Marvel <laughs> oh. number one. I think it's just a one shot they brought back. Uh, okay. An old thing from their history. It looks cool. Uh, four tall tales that could only be called bizarre. Mm. Now, the main reason I would say give this a shot um, is uh, as a whole product. Um, there's some okay moments in it. Um, there's lots of different uh, creators who uh, let, their, let themselves in this book. We have a great color um, cover by. Carlos Pacheco, um, but then you've got uh, writers like Jed Mackey uh, and artists like Chris Mooneyham on the first story. Um, but the main story that I think you would enjoy 
is uh, one. It's a Dracula story by Becky Cloonan. Yes, please. Um, featuring oh, art by Becky Cloonan too, oh my God. which is it's a rarity now. I feel like we get a lot Such of stories written by Becky Cloonan. Um, so this is called um, Dracula in Eveline O'Reilly. It's written by Becky Cloonan with Michael Conrad um, and art by um, Becky Cloonan with Lilo Ridge on colors. And it is just a gorgeous vampire story. Beautiful. Um, and it links to like, you know, Dracula catching up with like a descendant of, uh, of someone that he used to be in love with. Mm-hmm, and um, mm-hmm. there's werewolves and there's a band playing and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Nice. Um, other than that, you can give the the the, uh, the issue a miss. How they get you with those anthology issues? Um, how many other Marvel number ones have we got? I, I'm 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 being very good. I'm really not reading that many number ones <laughs> That's because good. I'm trying to like just make this knowing that I'm always going to let my, these comics pile up and yeah. be at this like ridiculous stack situation every yeah. month. I'm trying to like you know be sensible, get the cream of the crop. You Absolutely. Know? Um, so over to DC. Um, and uh, a little update oh. for you. Yeah. Um, we read the first issue of Deceased together many months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was and like, this like, is crap. This sucks. I hate this. Um, That's my impression. So Deceased is a, a, written, uh, a, a, like a Marvel Zombies-esque take on, yeah. uh, on uh, a DC story, uh, but it's written by Tom Taylor, who it does excellent when he gets to write in an Elseworlds scenario, especially yep. when he gets to kill multiple beloved characters yep. uh, in this Elseworld. Um, and uh, the main series has art by um, Trevor Hairsign, mm-hmm. um, who we really enjoyed uh, over, on a bunch of Valiant comics over the last few years. Uh, but yeah, so that's the main the main comic, Deceased. Mm-hmm. You were like, I love this. And then as the second issue came out, you were like, I really love this. I was like, yeah. all right, I'll pick it back up. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, told you. Um, it's, a, it's about <laughs> like a... Um, uh, like it's the doom- <laughs> it's the anti it's the um, anti life equation yeah the anti life equation go. so it comes straight from dark side himself um, yeah but it tr- it transmits uh, through phones yep. and technology and so as soon as you see it you immediately turn into a uh, you know a brain eating zombie and it is fun like it, it existing in its own little universe means that like people like big characters do die immediately in horrific ways and it is genuinely shocking because you don't see that that often yeah and it's kind of like you know what would happen if like the fastest man alive uh, contracted a virus exactly. that, that could spread to people just through like touch and, yeah. and sight um and uh, as you can imagine it's a, a um apocalyptic apocalyptic yeah and tom taylor is great when he gets to like have fun with I, like it's kind of nice because i feel like he's nostalgic and like loves the same characters that i do so like the deceased i assume we're about to talk about deceased a good day to die yeah, issue so one like a spin-off is it isn't it is it just a one shot or is I this think a, it was just a one shot because it just has a big one on the front i could read so much more of this yeah absolutely because it's got mr miracle big barter mr terrific and john constantine um, blue beetle like man and john constantine and john constantine i don't really care about john constantine really but i love me some blue beetle <laughs> <laughs> uh so you have um um art by laura braja and Derek robinson Derek robinson shows up to do an incredibly uh yeah. steve dylan-esque um t- i mean obviously they have very similar um pencil styles anyway but it, it does feel it very works. much like uh, you know, channeling yeah. the Steve Dillon Hellblazer run when uh, Constantine shows up, and um, so yeah, basically it's like you know, basically what would these DC characters do in a, during a zombie outbreak? Um, all of the Mister Miracle um, initial stuff. There are nods to the Tom King recent mm-hmm, run, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but and uh, sorry, and Mitch Jared's uh, recent run. But I think it's done well, yeah, in a way that like you're like, oh, I see what they're referencing. Like the most recent, very successful, uh, you know, miniseries, absolutely, um, without being like exactly the same writing style for sure um so yeah we have like yeah basically like constantine dealing with like you know the outbreak in in his neighborhood mm-hmm. and then we have uh like all of these great cosmic heroes um trying to assist the earth as mm-hmm. this as this outbreak happens um there's some tragedy there's a whole lot of death but um it's a lot of fun with it's some fun. excellent art 
Did you read Inferior 5? No. Keith Giffen, which, okay. which I should have been like, oh, I don't like his comics anymore. Yeah. And then, But it's like, it's Jeff Lemire oh. um, doing the plot and script with him. Okay. Keith Giffen did the plot and pencils, and then it was inked by <laughs> Michelle Delecky. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like, there's a backup story that has art by Lemire. Okay. As well. So it should have been something that I, that I, that I that really, really like gelled with me, but. Just didn't. Just didn't, so I'm not going to read that. Fair enough. Unfortunately. Cool. Um, so that's it for DC number ones. Um, there's a image series called Trees by Warren Ellis oh, no. and Jason Howard. I thought we were going to talk about white trees. Never mind. Oh, we can talk about white trees. We got, <laughs> well, I mean, Trees is, is uh, it was a, I think it made it to like 12-ish um, issues mm-hmm. many mm-hmm. years ago. Um, a very... Very strange, Warren Ellis. It was one of those ones that I was like, oh, if I was really like committed to getting my head around this, I know I could, but just... So yeah, basically... I was reading too many things. Enormous like poles kind of tree they call them trees mm. um uh suddenly uh, are planted on the earth from above um due to aliens and uh they they crush and destroy many people they are unpredictable um and uh basically this uh this the first series was set many years after the trees were um were planted from the sky and just f- focused on how people live with these enormous structures mm. um but there was like murder mystery and all kinds of weird stuff and um now Trees is back after a uh, very very hectic ending to the initial miniseries. Um, it's back and it's completely new characters, completely new setting. I think it's set in like uh, part of Russia. Okay. Um, and it is uh, yeah again another little murder mystery on a much smaller scale. Um, Fun. To uh, to what the because yeah the, the first Tree series like with all these different branching um, uh, storylines. Mm-hmm. This seems to be focused on just this one. Um, basically, what, what happens when a, when a when a body is found in a small town that um, is cut off from the rest of the world, um, and, and who is to blame? And so we may have already met our um, our our main uh, suspect by mm-hmm. the end of this first issue, but um, who's to say? Really, it's Warren Ellis, and he cool. could pull the rug out from under us at any any given time. Absolutely, who's on art? Uh, Jason Howard does art. Ah, this lovely. One. They've, they've they've collaborated on comics uh, pretty much constantly for the last five years at least. Yeah, cool. Yeah, um, if you don't, don't follow Warren Ellis on Instagram, highly recommend his most recent post in which he kind of goes through uh, that this is now his uh, hibernation uh, time and that you won't see him for a while because he has to write for like the next six months. <laughs> Pretty great. I really enjoy him. Um, Copra. Do you ever read this, Michael Fife? No, you know, it Fifth? seems like the sort of thing that I really should and would really enjoy, but um, I always miss a good sort of jumping on point. It's one of those ones that I always think like, oh, I'll go back and read yeah. that when I've got a minute. So I assumed that Copper number one uh, from Image uh, would be an excellent jumping on point. I was lost within his, within pages. His stuff is fairly like, I think intentionally impenetrable anyway. Like it's like he's trying to set up a world that is already like well established. And so, but uh, kind of jumping into the middle of that is a little bit confusing. Yeah, maybe? absolutely. And uh, look, I don't know if this is a reprint of the early stuff or this is a continuation. It doesn't seem right. it's, it's like there's way too many con- uh, characters for this to be a, 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 a brand, a, a, yeah, you know, the, a fresh the beginning. But, um, uh, you know, th- he does comics that are absolutely inspired by, you know, like the Rob Liefeld era yeah. of, uh, of, of X-Men comics that people are embarrassed by now. He, <laughs> he embraces them yeah. and does these like semi-ironic, mostly sincere um, beautiful. I love his art he, so it's much. It's so cool. So, like, even though I didn't really get engaged with the story, I still went through the entire book and and just you know gawked at the art. Yeah, um, it's great. One day, like you, I will go back to the beginning of Copper and figure it out. But uh, right now, this is not the place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, finally, from Image, uh, Dead Eyes number uh-huh. one. This is actually the beginning okay. of a series that we've already read. Yeah, called Rabbit. Was it called White Rabbit or Dead, dead, rabbit? dead rabbit? 
um, written by Jerry Duggan with John McRae on art. It's a story about an ex-vigilante who has to return Mm -hmm. to the life of being a vigilante um, when his uh, wife, who is terminally ill, um, uh, they're running out of money that he stole to pay for her medication. Mm -hmm. Uh, Plus, he also craves the life of vigilante. As Um, do we all. Because it was called Dead Rabbit, they had to stop it coming out after two issues. Um, because apparently there's already something that exists called Dead Rabbit that sued or threatened to cool. sue. So they've re-released it. It's now called Dead Eyes. Um, it was we loved the first two issues I of really Dead Rabbit. That. Um, so it's back now. Um, I, I reread this first issue just to remember how good it was, and mm-hmm. it's still really good. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to uh, actually reading the rest of this story when it starts coming out. Yeah, cool. Starts through Image now. Um, and finally, the last one I read, uh, number one, is uh, a Boom comic um, by one of our, you know kind of favorites uh, yeah, in terms yeah. of writers um jeff loveness ah. um, jeff loveness uh wrote that excellent judas miniseries through that Broom was excellent a few years ago um and he has written several other things that we've mm. really enjoyed all of which ex- escape me right now i think a really great sci-fi one um you know yeah, i can't remember i whatever. can't remember man but uh this has art by lisandro estheran and patricio del pesh and uh the name of the comic is called strange skies over east berlin and it is set in the 1970s lovely and it's all about the uh the the wall um, between, the, I guess, the, you know, the, the what's it called? The, the Berlin Wall. The Berlin Wall. That's the one. Um, and uh, tension between uh, either side of the wall, the Soviet Union and uh, and the rest of Germany. Um, and uh, I'm, 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 I always get, like, really, really self-conscious when I'm talking about <laughs> a historical comic because I'm like, I know nothing about the historical setting but you know, like, beyond the buzzwords. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so basically we have an intelligence agent who is also a double agent because he is a smuggler of cool. people and information from one side of the wall to the other. Um, and uh, after a smuggle goes wrong and ends up <laughs> someone getting... What? I would... I would, I would I don't know if they call them a smuggle <laughs> when it's happening, but I hope so. <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, after an operation yeah. <laughs> goes goes wrong and uh, leads in the capture and, and violent beating of someone that he was trying to smuggle, um, when they are on the other side and, uh, and, and regretting what's just happened, uh, an enormous flash in the sky um, on mm. the other side of the wall they, they, um, happens. And so then when he returns and must return to his life as an intelligence officer for the other side of the wall, um, when he returns, uh, he's immediately brought in um, and they're like, okay, no one leaves this bunker. We need to figure out what's happened because he inter- interrogates someone who has clearly had like an alien inside of him. Um, and who should uh, be his kind of like, uh, you know, second or like his command officer on this mission. But this guy that he's pretty sure is onto him as a, as a, as a double agent slash smuggler. Um, so really cool. It looks really cool. It's gorgeous. Art art, looks great. Great colors. Um, beautiful watercolor kind of look. Yeah. Um, uh, who, who, so I got the, the color, yeah. So it's Jeff Loveness who wrote it. Uh-huh. Um, Lissandro Esteran yep, on right. art and Patricio Del Pesh on colors. Beautiful, um, excellent looking book and um, just a really really cool and and uh, and strange, very yeah, very intriguing story. So yeah, definitely easily my favorite number one of, uh, cool. of this period. Did you read this? Um, Siobhan is holding up a sorry, yeah. Legion of <laughs> super Legion of Superheroes Millennium. No, Ooh, I, no, look, okay, okay. I find then. I find almost all DC books completely impenetrable to my brain at the moment. Uh, yeah, I just yeah. am so I've never been less enthused. You know, I'm enjoying Jimmy Olsen. There, obviously, I love there are there are small exceptions, yeah. and um, we're going to get to that. As usual, I'm reading way too many Marvel comics and starting to resent them for that. Absolutely, Marvel do this all the time. Is like they genuinely destroy the industry by putting out like more comics than any other publisher can afford to do and making them all like semi-interesting. I know. How dare they? <laughs> so I'm like, 
fuck you, Marvel. I'm not buying any of your books anymore. Ooh. Yeah, but I'm not really loving any of them. Yeah, I just exactly. think they're all pretty good. Exactly. But they're very like, yeah, yeah. it's like popcorn. You can exactly. just like eat a exactly. bunch of them. Well, that's why, that's what, that's the draw to superhero comics. Yeah, to, to absolutely. Um, but hey, let's stop talking about number ones and actually let's get into it to DC. Yes, please. Uh, because, uh, yeah, like what, you, you mentioned Jimmy Olsen. Um, how far into that are you? Like, you uh, I've read the first two. Cool. So, I, I, it's I, so I, fun, man. Just read issue three. And issue three is when everything clicks into place. Okay, Because cool. uh, this is billed as a 12-issue maxi-series written by Matt Fraction with art by Steve Lieber and Justin Fairbairn. Incredible team. Um, and just like, you know, we've, we've seen them work with so many different other people. But this just seems like such a great matchup. Yeah. Um, it's uh, one of those books that the second I heard about it, I was like, I want that so much. Yeah, and it's <laughs> um, so good. So smart. But where they, they describe it as a 12-issue maxi-series, it's actually like a, what's 12 by 12? 144 strip maxi-series. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we get like, every issue is divided up by, you know, two-page strips, basically. Yeah. And um, at the beginning of it, like, you, you turn each page and immediately it's like an introduction. He does like a long-winded kind of like yeah. hilarious. Silver Age. Silver Age, like, you know, like introduction to this character that you're about to spend two pages with. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's also like, he delves into the history of Jimmy Olsen's ancestry and yeah. um, and their ties to the beginnings of Metropolis. Mm-hmm. We learn that they also have ties to Luther's, mm-hmm. Lex Luthor's family. Um, and... It jumps back and forward in time constantly. Like, yeah. it's, it, it, does, it does not worry about, like... Uh, linear yes, storytelling. Yeah. Extremely non-linear. Um, and uh, there was a moment in this third issue where I was like, oh, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and then the, the second half of it, everything clicks in your place and you realize why Jimmy Olsen has gone to Gotham. What led to him to go there yeah, in the yeah, first yeah. place? Why we're doing... Why we're going into the, his history constantly? Like, I now I'm, like, fully... like. I know, I know yeah. what, what this book is trying to do. Instead of like kind of having no idea but really enjoying the ride, I'm yeah. now like, oh my god, this is fantastic. It's like the the jokes are so funny. Each sort of different strip is so like referential of um, the history of the character and those like really bizarre sort of 1970s Silver Age ones where it's like Jimmy Olsen has turned into a woman. Oh no, yeah. well, how are you going to get out of this one, Jimmy? Um, I, I'm I'm so on board. It's so fun. But puts puts those golden and Silver Age um, hijinks in a modern kind of context because yeah. it's all like him trying to do it with a phone in his hand for likes. Yes. Yeah, um, which which works really well. Like I, I like this like. Like dumbass version of Jimmy Olsen. Again, it's very like Matt Fraction. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Working it, out his stuff. Is this his first DC book? Like beyond it's not like his one first... or two little things. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I genuinely yeah. don't know. Um, it seems it's the first one that I can think of, and it's such a it's such a perfect fit for him. I think this it works is yeah. So well. This is this is the easily and with my Steve Lieber. Oh, easily my favorite DC book at the moment. Yeah. Um, I unfortunately dropped the Greg Rucker Lois Lane book. Yeah, you know, I I was reading issue three and I was like, oh, this isn't. I'm not enjoying this in the way that I thought I would. His voice for Lois is not what I had anticipated. And uh, I mean, that's a dumb way to sort of critique a book. Um, but I, I don't love his voice for her. The mystery is not that compelling. No. And um, I find a lot of it quite strange. At the end of the day, like I know you and I disagree on this. I am not interested in a book that splits Lois and Clark up, like, and gives them problems in their marriage. I know you you were all for it when Bender started doing it. I like it, yeah. I think there are instances in which it could work, and I think it's, like, kind of fun, and, like, bringing that, like, tension back again of, like, will they, won't they, I think works really well for the characters. But the way that it is now where it's, like, the world thinks that they're having, and if she thinks, anyway, I just can't even be bothered. There are just certain, like, like, I, I love... 
reading comics with Luke Cage and Jessica Jones in them yeah. where they have problems everywhere but their marriage. I hate it when yeah. they, and everyone and lately like- has decided to make those two have problems. And, I, and more than anything, like Lois and Clark, just let there are certain things like Superman should just be this rock, and there are, there let are him, and let Lois be his rock. You yeah. know, like and there are problems, and then there are problems. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I think it's cool for them to have problems in their marriage. Like normal people have problems in of their course, marriage, yeah, yeah. but I don't think they'll constantly like they're gonna break up. I don't think I don't think anyone wants that or is interested in that. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, uh, so, uh, we already talked about Deceased to Good Day to Die, or whatever it was called. Yeah. Um, but uh, Deceased to number five. I'm not that far in, but feel um, free to... I don't really care about spoilers. We're, we're almost at the end, though, and this this sees, like, you know, like Flash get infected, Superman get infected. Yeah. Um, and I, this is going to... We've got one issue of this left. I don't think it's going to end very well <laughs> in terms yeah. of... Uh, in terms of... For the well-being of everyone... Uh, in the DC universe, yeah. but uh, like God, it's it's so it's so good. He's Tom yeah. Cart Taylor is so good at, at, at really really lovingly put together carnage. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's funny. I actually prefer him writing DC books than I do Marvel. I think same same. I think he has like a real affection for the characters and a real understanding of the DCU in a bunch of ways. Um, like there, there's a, a couple of people who are working at DC at the moment who I think understand the that kind of balance you have to play with the DC characters of like, they're really silly <laughs> and you kind yeah, of have yeah. to embrace that much more than you do with Marvel. I think yeah. um, to be able to tell a good story, like I think Grant Morrison does a good job. I think Matt Fraction does a good job. I think that um, Tom Taylor really nails it. Yeah, it really does. So okay, you mentioned uh, Grant Morrison, Green Lantern. I think, uh, and you can blame this on yourself because yeah. without you to tell me why this is the best, I just was just like, I don't even care about this book anymore. <laughs> the last couple of issues, I will admit, have been a bit dodgy and I haven't heaps loved them. Like all of the um, alternate universe Green Lanterns coming together, I was like, this should be extremely my shit. But I don't think it plays into Liam Sharp's hands that well. Do you know what I mean? I like, think I don't the, think, I think it, the art I don't remained think it, fantastic. It, but it still looks good, but I don't yeah. think it's his... I don't think it works to his favor, especially like I think the kind of more weird stuff as, as weird as this still is um, from like the first arc suited his style more. I think there was more of an anchor sense? to the first stories as well. Yeah. Whereas this is just weird, weird, weird. And then the, the, it's suddenly the issue is over. Yeah. I have yeah. faith because like, um, so the, the canonically lovely Nate has been um, reading Graham Morrison's justice league for the first time. Oh, wow. Is he and loving he, it? Or he, it? he, he, like loves it in spite of himself. Yeah. Um, he is like, the thing that's amazing about it is you can pick it up anywhere and every issue is kind of great. Yes. And like how many superhero comics ran that long and were that consistently good? It's only, it's only 40 issues, isn't it? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then, but then like even after that, like the Joe Kelly stuff and stuff is also great. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the but Tower of Babel. Yeah. I think that, um, he, he is one of, like, Morrison is one of those writers that Ken has a really long run in him and has, like, a lot of stories. So I sort of think I'll forgive a couple of sort of trash yeah, like issues the, like here and there that, and I'll jump back on and it'll be fun again. Justice League um, arc where someone's in a hospital in a coma and there's, like, a... Like there's like some weird like yeah. like monster inside them. Yeah, that, I, remember, I remember hating that arc. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but like, then, but then it's over. Yes, I think when you're reading a, a, an arc like this, the, oh, sorry, a run like this, month to month, you can't see. Oh, the next issue is just a, just a, yeah, you know, and it's going to be a completely different plot line, and you'll be out of this, leave this one forever. But I think it's it's it's, it's a lot issue by issue. Oh, yeah, like fuck this shit. It's like I never really read his Batman run because issue by issue, I was like, what is this bullshit? Um, and I 
feel like such a dummy now, especially because like one of my maternity leave treats to myself was like rereading a whole bunch of Morrison stuff. Yeah. Um, and I love that Batman run. So yeah, much. I need yeah. to. I need to like. I've been eyeing the omnibuses. While also oh, I've got all the trains. If you, want, if you actually read them like a normal yeah, that would person, be nice. thank you, thank you. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> Unless you want to do some arm exercises while yeah. you read. Fucking picking up babies isn't enough. That's right. <laughs> um, event Leviathan. Yeah. Is the current six issue mystery thriller event that um, Brian, Brian Be- Michael Bendis is doing with Alex Maleev. Um, I've got to say, loving Alex Maleev's take on all the DC characters that he's drawing it's in this book. It's such a treat. This story thinks it's a little more clever than it actually is. Yes, but I do like the murder mystery tone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like, There's just too many moving parts. I just wish yeah. it would be simpler instead of le- layering these levels of on it that don't don't mean much to them. Yeah. Like, why is this Manhunter character in it? And like, because Manhunter's great. But is she great in this? In I don't this know. Book? I don't like, think I'm up. To, yeah, um, I don't think I'm uh, up to date on it. They're but just constantly I, new characters being introduced yeah. that are like, who are you? Who are all of you? And then there's reintroductions, and then like, I don't think. Yeah. He, I don't think he has a good voice for this many characters at once. Yeah. In in in, uh, in the DC universe, there's there I think are it's some, like that classic thing of like DC are like and now Bendis is going to fix all of our problems and everything needs to be centralized he caused this. so many of my <laughs> least favorite problems at Marvel absolutely so and, and, and you know and, and Hickman is only fixing some of them now yeah um, but uh, we are going to talk about X-Men very soon everybody I'm excited yeah. God, I, yep, yep um, I'm looking forward to that so invi- mm-hmm. Event Leth- Leviathan I will say the best thing about this issue and it was something that I hoped would happen as uh, the series was was complete was finishing is that um, this is all about all the different like spy agencies in the DC universe mm-hmm. coming together and now being under the umbrella of Leviathan great um, and who should show up as one of the main uh, kind of like spies that's like, spying on, uh, on, on, on Wayne Manor mm-hmm. but the silencer Oh, cool! Um, oh, that's is, fun. Yeah, I, like you know, I'm, I'm one of three people in the world that read the entirety of that <laughs> series, and I thought that was an excellently put together character that I hoped would be used by other people. So it's really cool to see oh, her glad. show up here. That's cool. Um, how does how does her costume look as drawn by Malieve? Um, it's a su- oh, it's, it's a silly costume. Yeah, I know, so, but, it, it, look, but it really works. She's just in the shadows the great. whole time, oh, and great. and you know, if you know one thing about Alex Malieve, it's that my man likes to work in the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> he does he does shadows like no other person. Absolutely, great sketchy shadows. Anyway, at the end of at the end of this issue, we're introduced to the other detectives who oh, are also Pete trying says. to work this case, and it's like Zatanna, Constantine, Deathstroke. I don't know who that is. I guess maybe another question. Someone else with a with like a blank face. I don't know who that is. But then there's Harvey Bullock, which is very exciting. Great. Put him on the team, and then someone with a backwards E on his chest. Is that a Legion person? I mean, maybe. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, That's kind of intriguing. Bendis does love like plumbing the depths. Millie's faces are yeah. Wow, they look like really hot. um, Zatanna and Constantine look like they just like just such great faces. Yeah, absolutely. Especially Zatanna's like hair and her like placement of her mole. Like it's just like so much thought goes into his his face facial work. So good. Maybe that's just supposed to be like Renee Montoya question. Oh, I think there's like two questions. Yeah, yeah, that 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 makes sense. In tandem, I that's cool. It. I like that. That's, yeah. a, that's a good, good, good get. Man, I did. Um, so I did some. Um, b- b- for some reason, I decided to book a school a day of like talking about comics at a school for book week. Yeah, like when uh, when was Dash like two was two months ago. Yeah, 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 Dash was six weeks old. Oh I was like, God. why am I doing this? I'm insane. But it was so much fun, and I just did like a little presentation, talked to a bunch of kids about comics, um, and stuff. And my final slide was just a picture of the question and I'd always go any questions and the first question would always be who's that and I go that's a superhero called the question that's just a joke for me 
<laughs> any other questions. And I was like, I'm having so then, much fun. And the kids would boo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they're all like seven years old. And we're like, we hate this. Um, but that was my that was my treat to myself. Oh, that's awesome. So is that your is that your book week for the rest of your life now? I hope so. That's cool. I hope so. It was so fun. It was out of Mount Druitt, so it was like um, some real little ratbag kids who had a lot of fun that's asking great. me questions. Um, book. I had uh, my first dress my kid up for book week at his school this year. It seems so militant and like insane. Well, like, um, the like, costumes. Well, most most kids just put a fucking stormtrooper uniform yeah. on, and it's like, there you go. <laughs> uh, I'm a book. Um, I saw Archie went as like the the crayon from the, the crayons, crayons book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The green crayon, uh, Alfonso. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Um, yeah, that was. I never. He he won a prize or whatever. For yeah. Whatever, yeah. Um, but uh, I uh, since since we last recorded, um, I have officially announced um, something that I talked about oh, a long yeah. time ago on, on this podcast. I've, I've written a kid's book. Um, it's called Nelson. Um, uh, Can you pre-order it? and Aliens. Uh, you will be able to in, by the time we record the next episode. Amazing. Um, oh, man. Are you going to get to do like a fun book tour and stuff? Yeah. Oh. And uh, it's, it's been published by Penguin and Random House. That's uh, so it exciting. It should be um, out worldwide uh, next year. It's coming out in Australia next year in March. Cool. Um, and uh, it's been beautifully illustrated by a British illustrator called Katie Keir, who has done such mm-hmm. an incredible job with the brief we gave her. And every day I get like a new illustration from it. It's just like makes my fucking day. Oh, man, it's so that's good. So fun. Um, but uh, yeah, so I've actually already written a guide to how to dress like Nelson for Book Week. Oh, cool. Next year. Um, cool. It's just you put on a head, you put on a hoodie, you hold a pumpkin, and you look disgusted. <laughs> but it's, it's, I'm actually like they've signed me on for three books, um, and, I, and I'm already almost finished the second book now. They want to publish two books next year for, by me. Cool. And it's it's a superhero universe that I'm starting, ah! all based around food based superpowers. So you finally uh, brought all of your things yeah, exactly into one oh, he's not <laughs> into a, he's one not a thing. DJ. Yeah, you've got to somehow involve DJing as yeah, well. That's a good idea. Actually, like, maybe we'll put a DJ character in it. Yeah, absolutely, like a villain. Yeah. DJs are all villains, right? Okay, yeah, definitely. Yeah, nice. We all are. We're horrible people. <laughs> um, so, final DC book um, is for me, unless you've got some more. Uh, um, nah, don't think Doomsday so. Clock, number 11 of 12, the longest event comic of all time. When is this finishing? Uh, well, I guess with is one more issue. Is it supposed to be finishing? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't um, know when it's coming out. The, every every issue has been so delayed. I'm not. I did not read this. What is wrong with me? I mean... I've had this on my shelf This for so was long. such a densely packed info dump of an yeah. issue. But I feel like every issue has had such a large amount of, of info dumpness to it. Yeah, I mean... Um, yeah. Obviously, this is written by um, Jeff Johns with art by Gary Frank. Gary Frank's art rules, but... Gary, Gary Frank is the best. I have, you know, I've, I've, I'm, I've definitely loved many Jeff Johns comics in my time. I've loved issues of this run for sure, um, but uh, this this, la- is this issue was just like fuck. Just like end this, please. It's very yeah. You know, um, we we're talking about this before, but I'm doing um, a, a buddy of mine called Justin Hamilton, who's a comedian. He's doing a podcast um, all about Watchmen called The Big Squid, um, which is breaking down. Watchmen issue by issue. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing a couple of episodes for that. The first episode is going up this week, apparently. Yes, with um, um, a friend and, and one time on. guest of this podcast, um, Alexi Toliopoulos. Oh, cool. Um, um, which episode is he doing? He did the first episode. No, I did the first episode. Anyway, whatever. We'll work it out. Okay. I think you may have been sh- um, shafted. No, no way. Anyway, we'll, we <laughs> Maybe you did the first issue. Maybe Alexi did the first episode. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah. I think that's it. Um, but Watchmen's a really good comic and it's like... In, like it's also very info dumpy um, and it's just it's just a really ridiculous comparison to make do you know what I mean like they're just such different books and it's so silly involving the DC universe I know, and the Watchmen think, universe I, I, I like just rereading Watchmen you're like man why would you even think this was a good idea guys 
So silly. I think, I don't know, I, I feel like they should have done it on a smaller scale. They should have been like, okay, if we're going to introduce the DC universe and with the with the um, Watchmen universe, like, we, let's keep it, the story a little bit simpler. But instead, they've tried. he's tried to do a story on the same level as the Watchmen yeah. with all, like, you know, with dozens of DC characters in it on top of it. And it but also, like, like, thematically, like, I've forgotten, because I don't think I've read Watchmen since I was 18. And well, so rereading it now, I was like... A, this is totally fucking incredible and Dave Gibbons is a god. But also, it's like the horniest comic of all time. Like, every single every single page is, like, about fucking. And I don't see why, like, I don't, you can't put that with the DC universe unless you're willing to make all of it about fucking. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. The one thing I do like about this character, about this comic is the two new Watchmen characters that he introduced, yeah. the Mime and Mimic, is it? Is who it is? Not, um the, which is like his take on the Punch and Judy characters. Yeah, um, I think they're really well used in this in this series. I, in, and, and that which is hilarious, he just should have written a continuation of Watchmen. If you really yeah. wanted to re- re- revisit this franchise, don't bring. Uh, th- there's been no re- besides like like the only only connection that kind of works is I guess Lex Luthor and um and what's his name Ollymandius. Um, yes, yeah. that works. And then also Batman and the new. Um, version of what's his name? Um, Night Owl. <laughs> no, 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 no. What's the um, you know Rorschach? Oh, Rorschach, yeah. But even the new version of Rorschach is a new character as well. So it is like I don't know, like uh, Al- Alfred's used well in this, I guess. I, I guess, yeah. yeah. But it's disappointing that like it looks like they're going to do a better job with the TV show. Like comics, we should have this, um, but no, it looks like the TV show. Is yeah, that first episode be is out better. and it's getting rave reviews. I'm watching it uh, as soon as I finish recording this and getting home. I'm nice. very excited about it because I love. Uh, TV. <laughs> what, what I was gonna say, I, I'm about to literally say what's his name again because I can't. Remember. Damon Lindelof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been pretty funny. Like all I see um, is him being like, "Yeah, Alan Moore really doesn't want me to mention him, so I'm not mentioning Alan Moore." Alan Moore really doesn't like me <laughs> in all of the things, and you're like, "A, mention Dave Gibbons for, for crying out loud." Yeah, that's true. And Gib- B, just let let Gibbons. Leave. Gibbons gets he, he he will happily accept the paychecks that he gets based off of New Watchmen stuff. Absolutely, like a good boy. He is a good boy. Um, so I mentioned too many Marvel comics earlier. Let's talk about too many Okey Marvel do. comics. Speak specifically, eighty years too many Marvel comics. I couldn't even get through this. Okay, so I, we're going to talk about Marvel Comics one thousand and then Marvel Comics oh one thousand and one. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay. I really liked Marvel Comics one thousand. I know Nate did too, and I was like, I'm going to read all of this, and then I just it was just too. I don't know. Just so, couldn't be fucked. I mean, there's no reason for it to be called Marvel Comics one thousand. There's the, the like there's no I don't understand Other than how sales can, sales I guess yeah sure all this is an eighty year celebration of Marvel yeah. hi- history um, and I think it excels um, at that yeah. um, the whole thing is uh, is kind of woven together by a very like typically all over the place strange Al Ewing mm-hmm. um, kind of like you know overlooking cosmic uh, story that that is like ingrained in Marvel's history. Um, but the great thing that they do here is that each page is a n- different year assigned to a yeah. different year. So it starts in 1939 and then goes all the way to 2019. Um, and each year corresponds with the introduction of a Marvel character. Yeah. And so obviously in those first few decades, like some of the characters are so obscure, um, like characters I've never even heard of. Like, like uh, that, um, that Asian spy guy. Jimmy Wu, the yep. agent of Atlas. Um, the Thunderer. Yeah. Um, and each, it's all, every page is, is one, like, so that occasionally it'll just be like a fun little one strip comic, um, by a new creative team, um, that has like nothing to do with the overarching story. Um, it's just like a kind of like a little one, one shot that kind of sums up who that character is, what makes them cool. Um, a lot of times it's done by, um, an art or, or writer, an artist or writer that has had 
a you know a significant role in mm-hmm. that character's uh you know recent history um but uh sometimes it just it's just like a like one of my favorite things was like yeah like it's Joe Hill of all people wrote a Doctor Strange comic where Doctor Strange like washes his cape yeah that was that was nice with excellent art by um Michael Orrid um but then yeah we, um every few um pages you have another um Al Ewing um mm. Al Ewing kind of like you tying know, into this like meta narrative I yeah suppose. and, and I, th- I, th- I thought I thought as a as a as an issue I like, love that little Nemo and Slumberland one about Galactus oh That's so, so good cool. totally and then these they, I mean they're, they're all by people I don't even know like who are Jonathan Everett and Desmond Letham and Paul Horshmeyer yeah I know I, I feel like an idiot for not knowing who they are but yeah um, I loved they just they, there's so much good art in this uh, in this issue it is like a cool little package and it gives you like a really interesting overview of um, you know Marvel Comics as a whole um, which there, is like kind of an amazing impressive thing to do there was a um, a bit of controversy surrounding this because they censored a little essay that was written by the guy really? who wrote Mouse oh, Art Spiegelman Art Spiegelman really? wrote like a, yeah like an anti anti Nazi oh. um, uh, essay about. <laughs> And they were like, this is too... They were like, we're pro-Nazi, actually. I mean... Yeah. I mean... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all know who owns Marvel, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, look, obviously, that would, that's a bummer. It that sucks, is a bummer. Because any, any, anything new from Arch Spiegelman should be enjoyed by all, but um, except Nazis. Absolutely. Um, but uh, there was a lot to love in this in this book. Um, and even, like, cool little surprises, like there's a Darth Vader comic in here yeah, by Charles yeah, Soule yeah, and yeah, Terry yeah. Dodson, which corresponds with 1977, which is the year that Star Wars number one the first uh, Marvel comic since the golden age to sell over a million comics. There you go. Um, there's also fun little milestones like this, like, as a history artifact as well. Like this yeah. was really successful. And there were some really gorgeous covers. Absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. it was oh. one of those classic ones where Marvel put out like a Fucking billion covers, comics, yeah, but yeah. man, there were some nice ones in there. So you could at least choose one that you liked. But yeah, like there isn't much to grab onto. You have to be in the mood to read a bunch of, of, of one, yeah. one pages that aren't directly related to each other. Um, and so when Marvel Comics 1001 came around, I was like, oh, great. They're going to continue that fun story that Al Ewing um, started telling in 1000. Um, but instead, 1001, all it is, it completely gets rid of the history uh. side of it. Because I guess where would they go? But the future yeah. or revisiting certain years. Marvel Comics 1001 is just like a bunch of like completely unrelated um, one-page mm. comics about different Marvel characters. And there's some okay ones in there. I mostly skimmed it and just kind of like either found a character or a creative team that I was interested in seeing what they had to yeah. say. Um, but for the most part, this was this just read like a like a crappy, you know, end-of-year anthology comic yeah. that um, that Marvel occasionally do to time with events or whatever. Um, my favorite one-shot in this was a... Um, oh, yeah, just a really, really cute... Um, Uatu, the Watcher yep. comic that was written by Nick Spencer with Steve Lieber. Oh, great. Of course, the superior foes of Spider-Man team. Um, and that was just like, yeah, like Black Bolt and the, and the Inhumans playing a prank on Uatu. I love it. Um, everything else, I was just, it was just, I was like, okay, whatever. It's a yeah, bit by the numbers. Like almost like a kind of like introduction to a character that you'd see in like an all ages comic that you can only buy at book stands or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Marvel Comics 1000, I did enjoy. And cool. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to seeing um, Al Ewing cover- continue that story somewhere. Yeah, what is he? What's he? What's he doing now? Um, he's doing Valkyrie with Jason Aaron, um, and he's doing, still doing incredible. Uh, what is it called? Fucking Immortal Hulk. Immortal Hulk. The scary it's still Hulk good. book. It's still very, very good. I should have organized my Marvel comics. They're all over the place, but Hulk yeah. is Hulk is still very good. Immortal Hulk is still, still very exceptional. good. Um, still read it. It's still like the same vibe. <laughs> and Joe Bennett is still an, a ridiculously good and underrated artist. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that like this because this comic. 
outsells Batman now, which is like so crazy, so crazy, and so amazing, and so good. And but just also, fair such enough, a, that's what happens when you kill Alfred, Batman. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. When did they kill Alfred? Like, Why did they kill Alfred recently? Huh. That sucks. I'm sure he'll be back. Um, how did he die? I don't know. I just read that he, that they killed Alfred. <sighs> yeah, super cool, Tom King. <laughs> Whatever, fine. Um, Not for me. But uh, where else? What else? I mean, like, I clearly clearly spin through Marvel stuff. Like you said, it is just popcorn to me. I dropped, yeah. I dropped Daredevil because it's not popcorny, and it is. It's just. The familiarity of the stories, it, yeah. it was fun for, for, for the first few issues. Chip Zdarsky is, is writing a, a, you know, he's a, good. a strong, he's a good writer. Yeah. If, you, if you've not read much Daredevil stuff, I imagine this would be great to you. I've read hundreds of Daredevil comics over the years. Yeah. This isn't different enough. Yeah. For yeah, me. for sure. Like it's, um, it's, it's, um, it's so referential and like that can be cool and satisfying, but it can also be like dum 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 yep Chichetto returned as artist and his art's very good yep. but um, at the end of the day I just I, it's not a book that I feel like I need to read it's yeah. good but yeah. not, not one I need to read um, uh, Runaways Runaways I think Runaways, I'm like an issue or two behind Runaways is fine yeah it's uh, I, 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 it's it's going a lot longer than I ever thought it would or mm-hmm. up to like issue 25 or 26 now um, but they are uh, they're now going to try their hand at being superheroes. Okay. So oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is going to be like a fun new direction for it. I mm-hmm. prefer it when it is just a soap opera. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if, how, if I'm going to stick with it much longer if, if, if this just becomes a superhero book. I doubt it will. I doubt it will. Rainbow Rowell is an excellent writer who, yeah. who nails what makes these characters tick. Um, but, so uh, smart getting YA writers involved. Yes. DC and Marvel are both doing it. Very yep. clever. Yep. Raina Telmagaya is like the best-selling author. Who? Raina Telmagaya. So she does um, smile, guts, drama. She basically does um, graphic novels aimed at like middle school aged girls. That's fine. And um, she is, she wasn't just the best selling comic book author, she was the best selling author in America for like a week when oh, wow. her new book came out. Crazy. Because teenage girls fucking love comics. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that's all. <laughs> it just blows my mind every time I see it. She sold like 70,000 physical copies in like a week or something like wow, that. Wow, that's crazy. Um, over to, to Jason Aaron at the moment. Uh, he's obviously writing Avengers. Um, Is it good? It's pretty fun at the moment. Um, it's all about Robbie Reyes, um, the okay. ghost writer. Um, doesn't want, wants to be separated. Doesn't want to have go- the ghost writer Seems fair. anymore. <laughs> um, so he is now being forced to race. Who's the original ghost writer again? Danny uh, Ketch? De- no, the no. one before him. Mm, uh, Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze. He and he and Johnny Blaze, and Johnny Blaze is like the king of hell now, or something. Yeah. Um. So they're now, they're they're now challenging each other to a race through hell. Great. Um. And That's and all, fun. while all the Avengers are having to deal with like hell demons in in the Avengers mansion. In fact, it's not even hell demons. It's Cosmic Ghost Rider, who was actually used quite well. Yeah. And um, so it looks like the next issue of this is them going, having to go to hell to rescue Robbie. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's a great cool. use of Robbie in 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 the in an Avengers book. Um. Like this is like that's as good as popcorn gets, in yeah. my opinion. Um, <laughs> delicious deliciously buttery and salty um, and then uh, he's also writing Valkyrie with Al Ewing um, and this is much more popcorn-y than, yeah. than I would expect uh, a Jason Aaron Thor book like a Thor adjacent book to be mm-hmm. it's um, obviously Jane Foster is now Valkyrie I guess he's just having a bit of fun with it now that she's like cancer free it can be a little bit more just an adventure book yeah totally but this was actually like a, a journey into mystery uh, issue um, we have um, uh her guiding, um, uh, who's the guy who can see everything? Heimdall. Heimdall uh, through um, through through Valhalla um, after oh. after he uh, He's, is he dead? 
I mean, who knows? Animals? Who knows with these old, yeah. old, old, old uh, Nordic types? Um, but uh, the the main enemy in like the first few issues of Valkyrie was Bullseye, um, which was an oh. interesting team up. Yeah, yeah, pretty. No, I'm not That's team bizarre. up. An interesting pairing. Um, yeah, and and so now it looks like um, uh, the next person that she's going to go up against is this guy again. He's like, um, oh, oh yeah, yep, yep, yep. I don't know. He's someone's brother. Yeah, he was in the Vision. Yep. He's got a big skull crossbones on his chest and a big hat. You know Funny who we hat. mean, guys. Yeah, he's, he's, he was the one that died in Mr. Vision. Mr. Jenny Bones or something. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then he got buried in, in... Vision's wife killed him. Remember? Oh. Is that in, who she killed? I think so. Man, I can't, I can't remember, remember that book. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl is... Uh, there's one more issue of it left and it's... Um, a, oh, a, a, I can't believe it's finishing. Yeah. It's a, a, Doctor Doom was used in a great great way in, in this issue. And um, also Iron Man. I think uh, uh, Ryan North writes a great Iron Man. He sure does. My friend made her daughter a Squirrel Girl costume for Book Week and it was fucking incredible. Oh, she amazing. made her a huge tail. So good. That's great. That's, I mean, that's what you, that's what you really need. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Conan the Barbarian, still good. Still the, good, oh, guys. Shit, Speaking the, of Jason Aaron, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm still really enjoying this series. Um, Mahmoud Azra gets to like draw more and more fucked up monsters every single issue and he is just like excelling. I think it's been such a cool book to see him develop as an artist on. Has it become an ongoing story yet or is it still like a different month, a different monster? Like from um, the past? It's still, it's still like sort of um, different monsters, different little standalone stories, but it's all kind of starting to come together as you feel the like web tighten around Conan. Okay. It's good. I like it. Interesting. Um, again, speaking of Jason Aaron, <laughs> uh, he wrapped up his... Before he did the, the Thor book I talked about at the beginning of the episode, he wrapped up the main Thor series with um, excellent art by Mike Del Mundo. Um, and this was just a great wrap-up of uh, the post-War um, of the Realms event. Yeah. Um, it was really, really satisfying and um, had some touching moments between Odin and Thor. Lovely. And it was a nice setup for, for the, the King Thor run as well. Cool. But yeah, I, I, and uh, Jason Aaron does a right, nice send-off to Mike Del Mundo and really references, like, you know, what, what an amazing job he did on the oh, book. that's nice. Yeah, good. Very good. Mean, it's, it's very important when artists do that do. for their artists. Um, one of... Uh, oh, we've got Silver Surfer Black. He's still reading this one. Donny Cates and Chad Moore. Yeah, I read... I've only read the first two issues. So. There, there's some absolutely brilliant Chad Moore double, double pages in this. Um, the story is... Uh, okay. Yeah. It's it's fine. It's what you want. I mean, yeah, maybe it's not what of. you want, but but it's 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 very much tying into everything else Donny Cates is doing in the Marvel universe right now, which makes total sense. Yeah. But um, I'm a little bit tapped out of that, um, and, yeah. and would like this to kind of be more evergreen on its own. Yeah. 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 Totally. But it's still it's still really it's going to really be an solid. amazing thing to read on its own, like just in an enormous some, oversized hardcover. Yeah. Just for some Treadmore goodness. They can then use as a weapon. Um, and before we get into uh, the House of X, mm-hmm. um, I want to talk about a, uh, a surprisingly it's so excellent. So good, good, right? We're reading this. Great. Yes. Death's I'm not Head. up to date, but man, I really enjoyed the hell out of the first two issues. Death's Head is a, uh, a robotic character from space that I've never had any attachment to whatsoever. Me um, neither. Uh, Don't but care. here we are having uh, Death's Head written by uh, Tini Howard, Howard uh, with art by Kay Zama um, and colored by Philippe Sobrero. Um, and this was actually a sneak. A sneaky book, mm. um, because it's actually a book about um, Wiccan and Hulkling. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And they are two of the best characters uh, from Everyone know, re- loves recently them. Cre- created. Ca- no, recently, like the last 20 years of, yeah. of Marvel Comics. Fuck, Young Avengers actually is 20 years, isn't it? Really? I think so. Like that original. More Young like Avengers old run. Avengers. Yeah. Good. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Wiccan and, and, uh, and, and Hulkling are uh, uh, two boyfriends who. Uh, are always like you know their superhero lives get in their way of their love lives and um, uh, this also 
has a robot assassin in, and many many robot assassins and the creator of the robots get in in in, in the way of their love lives. Um, it's uh, it's a just a really great, really good surprising fun. series. Yeah, it's yeah. super fun, really enjoyable. And hopefully, just Teeny How can just do a a, a Hulk, Hulkling and Wiccan series after this. Yeah, I mean, Death's Head's fun. He's yeah, fine. He's she, good, she's really funny at the way she writes. Death's Definitely Head, agree. Specifically. Yeah, it's, it's a really really, really amusing book. Nice surprise this one. Okay, now we can enter yeah. the House of X. Okay. So Jonathan Hickman has taken over the X books. Um, what? <laughs> I've only read, um, I've read all six of the House of X books and okay. five of the Powers of X books. So I haven't, I haven't had it wrap up yet. I have read two issues of House of X and one of Powers of X because okay. I just had a baby, you guys, and they sell out way too fast. And so I get to the comic book store and they're like, no, we don't have any. And then I was waiting for second printings. And now, to be honest, I'm just waiting for the trades. I mean, you could just steal these and as long yeah, as you well. return them to Kings for me. I'm yeah, sure cool. everything will be okay. Great. Um, so yeah, I'm at House and Powers of X. Uh, first of all, I mean, I'm sure people are just clamoring for you to talk about it at all. Did you enjoy the first uh, couple issues you read? I really did. I, I, it was sort of... Um, very like early Hickman world building stuff. Yes. So it was quite wordy. It was a lot of stuff. I really enjoyed it. The lovely Nate was like, where's the punching? I don't understand. This is not an X-Men book. Um, he always says that X-Men's about punching and sexual repression. Um, <laughs> and he was like, there's neither of that in this. I'm not, I don't like it. I really liked the way that um, Hickman was kind of taking what the X-Men was and then just repositioning it in a really interesting way. Um, and I was very interested to see where it was going um, I just haven't gotten. I just haven't gotten to it yet, unfortunately. But it seems really cool. I like it. I yeah. like the weird vibe. It's well, very X Men. As as it continues, they they basically like you know they they lay down the ground rules for how. So basically, like now now X Men have like their own part of the world. Yeah. Um, Krakoa. Yes. Um, and so they can also create from their their world their their part of the world. They can create like um. Uh, cures to to human diseases, mm-hmm. and they're uh, giving them to the world in return for them being leaving us alone. <laughs> exactly, um, and they have their own rules. It means that all all mutants answer to Krakoa and and this 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 new table, this mm-hmm. board that they're bringing they're bringing, bringing together. This is all about Professor X and Magneto working together to create the future that mutants deserve. So the, the, this young Professor X is he. Because he looks like the alternate universe Reed Richards, right? He does a little bit. Is that intentional? Are they supposed to be the same guy? Is that a secret? Anyway. Look, I've not seen if that's something that they they reveal at some Mm. point. But yeah, no. I mean, Hickman just likes putting men in mysterious masks and making them smarmy. He sure does. (laughs) Um, So have have you read the the Moira issue yet? Um, I read, I got up to the bit where it was like, turns out Moira's a mutant. Okay. All right, you're about to hit like the moment where you're like, "Holy God, yeah. yes!" Okay. Yeah. Um, for me, you can ruin it. I don't mind. I'm excited to read it all. I in think one. I, I I won't do justice to what okay. is revealed, but okay. it, it's basically about multiple timelines and that she is responsible for them, and it's done in a very very great way that I think like makes that issue itself like candidate for probably best comic book issue of the year in my opinion. Oh, okay, um, great. Uh, Closely followed by the fourth issue of Powers of X, um, which I like just for completely different reasons. I love for completely reasons. Uh, it uh, has an incredibly funny opening with um, uh, Miss, Mr. Sinister. Great. And oh, uh, Sinister. Just, just that reminder that, oh, wait, when he wants to be, no one is funnier than Jonathan Hickman. Yeah. Like, he, it, it is such a funny 
introduction to this reintroduction to this character and i, I you know and, and basically they, they invite him to have it like basically they they are giving all ex-villains a pass mm. to to have a seat at the table and help create this new world and so apocalypse is a part of it mr sinister it. is a part of it um all these like you know p- classic enormous ex-villains. threats ex- threatening ex-villains are now like equals with professor x and magneto hickman is such a funny man she writes a br- he writes a brilliant emma frost as Great. Well. Um, I love Emma Frost. So, yeah. I really, I, I, this is like, <laughs> so far the worst thing about having two children is the fact that I've missed out on a House of X and Powers of X. Well, I think I have every issue or here. Pox, as Hoxpox, apparently everyone calls it. I think I have every issue that you need to read here. Okay, so, cool. So, um, yeah, I get, oh, most of them anyway. What have you got there? I've got, I've got, <laughs> I've got House of X 4. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's fine. I know I've already talked, um, had a conversation with uh, Jim from Kings who it was 20 years of Jim 20 years yeah, that he's yeah. been at the store wow that's, that's we had a surprise party for him and it was really funny because you know when you get to see someone be genuinely surprised and we all thought he was going to have a heart attack but he didn't it was really <laughs> funny and he cried it was great um, oh that's lovely it was really nice um, but he has already put a copy of because the, I think they're releasing both series in like one big hardcover oh wow um, in December mid-December oh, so cool. you know what, you you know what? I'm just going to wait yeah cool yeah. Um, but I'm excited to get stuck in guys <laughs> and then buy <laughs> and that for everyone for Christmas great. presents yeah yeah that'll be a beautiful hardcover yeah because oh, yeah, actually I didn't even give, give a mention but the art by Pepe, Pepe Larraz and RB Silva is, has been great yeah and, uh, great like, choices like, excellent choices Like I, that was always like my favourite thing about those um, those weekly Avengers books that I was reading over the last yeah. few years like that they were the main artists like held those books together because they're just they're so strong at doing like a house style but with their own flair for sure um, really good yep. solid Marvel superhero stuff yep it's kind of what you want exactly to and, balance and, out the Hickman weirdness if you had someone a bit more bizarre it would be too much I feel like we often we often get like kind of shitty or we got, you, 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 know, you normally get a, an, an amazing a, A-lister X-Men artist mm. who can only do like three issues yeah and then you suddenly get like a, a, a an cheap fill in yeah, yeah exactly whereas these are like this is like the meaning in the middle, like of just very, very strong artists. Yeah. Yeah. That aren't like famous yet. Yes, absolutely. Probably will be after this series. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
All right, we're almost at, we're, we're at image. We are. Hooray, no hooray. Almost. It's just image now. I'm um, so behind on image books, but also I feel like there haven't been that many that I've been like, because so many have finished. Yeah, well, so the finale of The Wicked and The Divine. Um, is it and, finally time for me to go back and reread it all? No, it isn't, but soon it will be. Yeah, well, the final trade is like, we're probably actually probably out in like a week. Yeah. They're, they're generally pretty good. Um, obviously written by Kieran Gillen with Jamie McKelvey um, and Matt Wilson on colors. Um, Wicked and Divine was this incredible, epic uh, music is magic But also like There are gods And, and yep. like They've been existing Throughout history And like It was crazy they, had, mm. they, they, they built this world up So so well That um, It was amazing to see Them strip it right back And do this Like flash forward Into the future um, Issue that only focused On like A very small group Of the main characters Cool And It was like we've had a lot of like it's been a crazy year for image um and and i mm. guess for me as a comic book reader because i feel like um there are a few books certainly an era of image comics that was me going i am a comic book collector yeah. i will get i'll make sure i get this number one yeah and i know i'm gonna i'm gonna this these is, are my books and i'm going to make sure that i like you know um put 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 a pull list in to, yep. to King's Comics and make sure that they always have these books out there for me. Yeah. And so that was like, what, like six, seven years ago, I mm-hmm, guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been collecting a lot of these series um, since then. Like, I think, like, yeah, like I, I'm going to talk about um, uh, Black Science in yep. a minute. Um, and then like, even like, yeah, going back and reading, rereading all of Walking Dead and then becoming, making, having that be a, a, mm-hmm. a, a monthly pull as well. Obviously that was like a, and an invincible at the start of the year too. Like yeah. there's been a lot of massive image books that have ended. Um, this year, I think The Walking Dead is like one of the most incredible endings to a. I'm still so impressed about the way that they did that. So you, Good read, job. you read the final issue? No, or no? Yeah, I right. just mean from a retailer perspective, and from a like yes, the surprise surprising finale, it, yeah. just being like, this is just the last issue, guys. Yeah, I was like, uh, and they they did it very respectfully to the like they told the comic book stores in time that we were able to get like an extra order in, yeah, but not so far in advance that you know you had to order like a billion copies. There weren't like a million variant covers. I just like I'm really into the way that they did that. I think it was very clever and very smart. Do they talk about um like comic book stores like hey, this is going to be the final issue or this? So is- they didn't. There was nothing because at a comic book store you have to one of the many insane ways that the comic book industry works. Um, so you order everything like three months in advance. Mm, yeah. There was nothing in the sort of solicits saying this was going to be the final issue. I knew but that, yeah. two day, uh, the, the day before or two days before it hit the shelves, they sent out a, hey, retailers, this is what's happening. So at King's, we were able to put in an extra order, but it wasn't like over the top. Um, so they let people know. Um, we Like, I mean, King's still sold out immediately, um, but we were able to like order more in. Yeah, I was amazed that I was able to get an issue. And then when, yeah. I, when I turned it to Kings, they were like, are you sure you want to give this back to us? Because it's worth like $100. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You, know, you, you have that $100, Kings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so The Wicked and the Divine, um, another really satisfying ending. Obviously, 45 issues is not nowhere near as long as um, Walking Dead went for. But um, it's still, it's an impressive run for impressive. indie comic. Especially considering besides like a few like, you know, spin-off um, issues, McKelvey did, you know, and McKelvey's level of art is is so intricate yeah. so like you know the fashion that he goes works into hard it, he does work hard and he and he's you know he's injured himself because of how yeah. hard he works he now has damaged hands yeah um, as happens to so many comic book artists uh but uh like this was such a really satisfying ending um and i think this was going to be one of those books that over time will only get more and more renowned yeah. as like a very important comic book run yeah um and i doubt like i know kieran gillen is writing you know he's got die at the moment he's got which that, is so exceptional uh, he's got. I oh, see. I, I, I dropped that. It wasn't. It's I too. Really, fa- I don't like fantasy. I so. love it. Um, 
uh, it was just one of those books that like, and I didn't engage with the art as much as I did. Oh, okay. Book. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a book that I could definitely return to in trade, but month to month I was just like, I don't remember any of this shit. See, I find like what they're doing with it, just to talk about it quickly while we're on the topic, um, like the way that he is using the the genre, the conventions of the genre to tell stories about like other things, I think is so, so clever. And the art I thought wasn't going to appeal to me, but I found it so engrossing and like her storytelling is so sophisticated. I think it's completely brilliant, but I also understand it not being your thing. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, not, it's not my thing as a month to month book. I think that you, yeah. We do need to like specify that sometimes. Yeah. Like- for me, for me, month to month, I'm finding it a very, very satisfying read because I find that every issue is kind of self-contained and saying something specific, but then also leads into this much, much bigger story. But, um, yeah, anyway, I love it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I think this will kind of be remembered as like Kieran Gillen's like best, best work. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what they do now that they're kind of free of it in a sense. Like I'm excited to see, uh, Jamie McCulvey writing a book. Yep. Um, I think that's going to be really exciting. And, um, you know, I'm enjoying Kieran Gillen's work more than I think I ever have. And if you haven't um, bought this final issue yet, make sure you track down the Olivia James yeah. variant. Uh, Nancy is uh, the, the work that she is, uh, Olivia is most famous for. Um, Nancy's so funny. I, I use it in my presentation. I, I think so it, it's a, it's a webcomic. Um, it's a return of a, uh, like, a, God, like a golden it's been, age strip. Even pre Nancy, age, Nancy's right? been running consistently since like the thirties, I think right. um, with different people doing it. And it was just recently when Olivia James took over that it became much, much, much sort of more well-known and more popular. Cause like the original strips are really funny, but the way that she's updated it is so clever. And they're, and so finally, they're finally releasing a collection of those very soon. Ah, cool. Um, Everyone should buy that. Super excited. Yeah. That's, that's going to be what I get my dad for Christmas. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, oh god, more fucking Jason Aaron. But he's co-writing this song with Dennis Hallam. Sea of bothered. Stars. Um, I just can't be it's, bothered. It's popcorn. Yeah, it's popcorn. Uh, uh, Stephen Green and Rico Renzi do a great job on art. But this is like a space story about a um, a father and son um, who are, who are, who are lost in space. Um, like they are lost from each other. That's I mean, good father son story. Exactly. Yeah. The the the, the world needs a. A comic about father and sons, like a fucking hole in the head. But um, <laughs> this is a, this is it's it's really fun. The art dudes excellent. need to work through their nonsense. <laughs> um, and does, does Jason Aaron even have kids? Maybe that's why. Right? Does he have kids? I, can't I don't know. know. I don't he, know. he doesn't really he, talk about. He them. writes so many father son stories. stories. Maybe I assume he, really he must. His dad. Must be. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, the, the son is like like a superpowered. He finds out he's like a superpowered space creature. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 really fun. There's a lot going on, and and the the, the heart of the story is is is, is compelling too. Cool. Um, I like it. It's just not my favorite. Yeah, sure. You know what is my favorite though? Man, oh man, <laughs> it's been a good couple of criminals. Criminal. By I haven't read this issue. But. Ed Rebecca, Sean Phillips. Um, they are telling the uh, the longest kind of ongoing um story in since they relaunched Criminal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're like four issues into this into this arc now. Um, and uh, it is like it's basically the, the last. It's basically telling us the story of how the main character of Criminal dies. We know he's died because he's been referenced as dead. This mm. is jumps. It's, it's not really linear in the way that they tell stories. It's like a bunch of short stories within this <clears throat> um over kind of overarching crime mm-hmm, mm-hmm. network um but uh um i have to say that um jacob phillips um Sh- sean phillips's son who is a colorist is just getting better and better and yeah and his style is really like he's not adapting his his style they're just they're just working together yeah. in a, in a much nepotism at way. its absolute finest well i mean it's working it works really well <laughs> especially because it is it is it, it is not worked in the not 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 cre- in a uh, creative way I've always enjoyed his colors. I mean, like they've like been told that they can't work together by like other publishers yeah, in yeah, the past. Yeah. Like, there's a horrible story about 
Sean oh, yeah. Phillips getting his son to do like his first coloring job for like it was like for like a DC thing, and then they're being like, no, this coloring started to scratch, and they had to what? get someone else to do it. Some bullshit. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah. it's 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 the most brilliant comic. Like Edward it, it, Baker absolutely. is such a fucking genius. Sean Phillips is a genius. The series is amazing. The back matter is incredible. It's perfect to read issue like just an issue on its own. But also, if you're reading. Um, the series, it's incredibly satisfying. Absolutely. You just can't get better. You can't get better. It's comics incredible. Than that. Yeah. And like, and the back matter rules. Like, it rewards you for getting it in single. You should buy this in single. It's you, just like it's you should so read great. every single book that he references. You should watch all of the movies that he references. It's a celebration of crime, of, yeah. of crime fiction. Not crime. And I love it. I've been, <laughs> <laughs> I love crimes. Yeah. Do more of them, everyone. Absolutely. Uh, where are we at here? Deadly Class by Rick Remender, um, Wes Craig, and, um, Daniel Boyd? Jordan Boyd on colours. Um, I mean, this is like a, a sad story for Rick Remender because I think this is, he thought this is going to be his, his nest egg. Yeah. Like, turn it into a TV show and then it's famous forever. But um, I feel like the comic has gotten quite strong since the bad news of the, of the yeah. series uh, being let go after one season. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, 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 just, it's just fun. It's good. Anarchic. Wes Craig is the man. Yeah, and great cliffhangers at the end of each issue. But yeah. Uh, um, Rick Remender also finished his long-running series, mm. Black Science, in the last month. Uh, issue 43 was the final issue with Mateo Scalera and Moreno Denicio on art. Um, and this, actually, I found quite unsatisfying as a finale. Okay. Um, it was... Uh, they, they they had a lot of loose ends to wrap up. And, like, he did a pretty good job. It wasn't a, it wasn't a bad ending. I just think... Uh, like and, and it actually, it, it, for, for the characters, it, it is quite a bad ending. Mm. Um, what he has the, oh. ma- the two main characters do at the at the end of this, I, I think maybe just didn't sit right with me yeah, because yeah, it wasn't yeah. a good ending. So maybe, maybe I've just wanted there to be this impossibly good ending for yeah, this yeah, yeah. horrific story that yeah. he's been telling. Uh, big crazy dark sci-fi, <laughs> ep- you know, uh, multiverse spanning mm. epic. Um, but, uh, he loves a good, like sort of, um, slightly depressing yeah, it, trailing off kind of ending. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a bad ending. It just wasn't, it didn't satisfy me as I read it, mm. but then it was one of those ones that I didn't stop thinking about for a while afterwards. Yeah. And, I, and sometimes those end up being like, when, especially with movies, like movies for like sure. that, that leave me with that feeling, I, I end up loving. So who knows? Maybe for sure. I could return to this series and decide I love it. Like the final issue of Why the Last Man is so perfect, oh God. but yeah, yeah. so fucked. Yes. <laughs> so totally. like, yeah, yeah. how could you do that? The first time I read it, I was like, what? Well, the second, what do you mean? The second last what do you issue, mean? it fucked me up way worse. Yeah, of course, of yeah. course. Um, but going back to it, you're like, oh, that was the only way it could have ended. And that yeah, was the yeah. perfect ending. Definitely. Um, yes, that's it for the Remender Zone. Um, good, good. And now we get to talk about something you've been wanting to talk about all episode, and that is white tr- the, the White Trees. Okay, so I've only read the first issue, which I only got thanks to um, Megan, the excellent Megan, founding member of Queens of Kings, and good Megan buddy. Um, she's done an episode of the show. Yep. The only cosplayer I like, canonically. Oh, no, I dropped some comics. Um, <laughs> she brought me the first issue very kindly when she came over to talk about a secret project that we are working on. Oh, that's very exciting. Um, yeah. Uh, and I absolutely loved it, of course, because it's Chris Anchor and it's so Chip Zdarsky, Chris Anchor, Matt Wilson, a weird, doing sexy adventure, a two-issue um, uh, like fantasy uh, adventure in, in which uh, three parents must reunite. Um, they all have kind of like weird connections to each other. Two of them are currently dating um, because their children have been uh, abducted mm. um, by a, an opposing kingdom. And this is about them uh, rescuing their kids and finding out secrets of uh, their kingdom. 
uh, in the process. It's good. This is like a perfect Chris. I mean, um, Chip Zdarsky book. Oh, this is for me a, by far a better um, showcase of Chris Anker. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, uh, for just, sure. Yeah, but I mean, I, you know what it is? It is. It's my hang-ups that in my head, no, Chip Zdarsky is a funny writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when and he's really leaning into being a serious writer. Yeah, at the totally. Moment. And and like to the point where I don't think there's like there's, there's no like, gags, no gags. There's, there's a few like asides in this mm-hmm. um, that were amusing but yeah between this and Daredevil I think I'm like I'm getting a bit it's it's all me I'm getting a bit prickly about I'm like no Zidowski yeah. we still want a few jokes like <laughs> you're not you're not a fan of the sincere sincere chip I, I'm much more of a fan of of sincere chip in in in, in this white trees yeah um yes I, I, sure. I mean I love both of these issues they were they were, they were excellent I just you know I, I, I like it when he's funny <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny is the problem yeah exactly um I really, I really loved the first issue of this. Surprising, absolutely not. Like, imagine expecting me to be competent <laughs> for an entire episode of a podcast. That would be such a disappointment. Exactly. Um, it's good though. It's, I oh, think it's, it's, I think it's worth a read. So it's got the white trees, a black sand tail. I, I, mean, I can only imagine how good the hardcover version of this is going to yeah. be when the two issues get collected. If they are, I'm sure. I assume they you are. Could, you, you would have to. Um, but uh, yeah, like great story, great art, great dicks, great colors, great dicks. Matt Wilson is amazing. Um, and uh, yeah. Absolutely worth your time. Yep. Um, Manifest Destiny returned. This is the Chris Dingus. Um, I'm sure that's not even how you pronounce I've, his name. I've got to not got laugh to. at that. Yeah. Matthew Roberts wrote this one with Owen Gianni. Um, comes out through Skybound. It is all what about... Is Skybound these days? That's good. Yeah. Sorry. Um, it's all about uh, the famous American explorers, Burke and Wills. No. Those are the, aren't they the Australian ones? Lois and Clark. Yeah. <laughs> Every God single time. Every, every time. time. Because I'm like, I'm not going to do it this time. I'm not, not going to say I that... Definitely Burke and Wills. Australia, Australia's podunk answer to Lewis and Clark, Burke and Wills. They, yep. they, all they did was like walk to the Blue Mountains yeah. and wrote their name on a tree. Yeah, pretty much. And all the Aboriginal people were like, what are these guys doing? <laughs> Whereas these guys killed way more people. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but this is yeah, like the 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 story of uh, Lewis and Clark and their team of uh, convicts uh, traveling from one side of America to the other. And uh, in this world, there are monsters, all kinds of disgusting monsters, and so uh, many people die horribly at the hands of uh, weird and crazy monsters. And this finds has them find a bunch of like creepy pink mole things beneath yeah. the, beneath the earth. Yeah, this is almost like a travel to the journey of journey to the center, center of, the of the earth kind of vibe. Fun. Cool, re- good little return. Good I actually completely forgot this series existed, so it was fun to see it show up. Yeah, in cool. Our solicitations again. Oh, Ice Cream Man. Heaps still behind on it. Very, very good. Yeah. Still very, very good. Uh, yeah. W. Maxwell Prince, Martin Marazzo, uh, Chris O'Halloran are uh, doing an excellent co- horror anthology series. Um, yeah, I'm like, I'm heaps behind on it, which I'm annoyed by because it's just one of my favourites. Um, and they did an issue about um, crosswords, and I love crosswords. Yeah, well, I mean, um, the, a lot of the more recent issues have been kind of like, yeah, like very themed? high concept and theme. They did yeah. one that was like a palindrome yep. um, that could be read the same back and forth, which is actually what um, Al Ewing did in his two strips of um, Marvel Comics 1001. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just with slight alterations to it, which is it's a fun way to, to tell a story. For sure. Um, but uh, yeah, this crossword issue, which is issue number 14, uh, was, a, was a ton of fun and actually one that, I mean, f- for, for this world, ends on a high, like a, a good ending oh, for nice. once. Yeah. That's nice. Occasionally um, they give you like a happy ending in the series but and then, you're kind of like, ah. But then they cut to a bunch of, you know, like it's murderous. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So I love it. It's great. It's a great series, and it's I'm so happy for it to exist. This is this is one that I wish would get the deluxe hardcover treatment. Yeah, 
Maybe, maybe when the TV show comes yeah. out. Yeah, is the TV show coming out? Yeah, isn't it? How? How are they going to turn that into a TV show? Don't know, man. Like a like a like an anthology. Twilight yeah, like yeah, Twilight right, cool. Zone. Nice friend. Enough, cool. Um, another book. It's just not going to be as good as the comic, but anyway. Um, Jeff Lemire, Dustin Nguyen, Ascender, issue number five. I officially now like this more than Descender. That's nice. Um, because it uses those characters from the Descender universe, but you reunite with them in a world without science, and now there's just magic. And it's beautiful, and Dustin Nguyen is doing excellent work. And, um, and Jeff it Lemire, looks gorgeous. Jeff Lemire is writing with tons of heart. That's how you want him. Um, and this ends on a, particularly, a potentially bleak moment, and then... Just at the last, on something the last beautiful page. happens. Something beautiful happens. Exactly. Oh, that's so very, nice. Very, very good stuff. Have you read his new graphic novel? Was it like Frog Catcher or something? The Definitely fuck? is. No, he's a, he's a new one. Is it out? I don't know. He's got. Uh. He's got. It's either out or it's coming out. Either way, I haven't read it because he has a new one coming out as well on that new uh, imprint that put out four yeah, yeah, graphic yeah, novels yeah, yeah. earlier. Is, is that the one you're talking about, or is it no, a different one? Different one. God, he does a lot of shit. I don't understand how he keeps up with it. Maybe there's many drugs. Yeah, right, maybe. That's that's my prediction. Uh, so that's it for Image. Uh, now we move over to uh, other publishers. Hey, we both read the same book. Hooray! Let's talk about that. Did you actually read this though? I did, Good. I did. With Saga Yujimbo. So every time I order it, put it on my order for the pickup this week, I'm like, do I want to keep reading a Saga Yujimbo? Of course you it's fucking do, It's always the same kind of story. It's written and drawn by Stan Sakai. It's now coloured for the first time by Tom Luth, and it's published by RDW. And every time I finish an issue, I'm like, God, I'm fucking glad I read that. Yeah. It's so good. It's it is, so good, man. The familiarity is so warm and like... Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I, I've read I've read the first 10 trades of the yeah. Saga Yujimbo stories. I think there's like 20-something all up. Um, and uh, we're now like, you know, a new era of it. Um, and it's just, it's just all really good. Yeah. It's easily, like, it's one of those books that like, it will just, as long as Stan Sakai is like healthy and good, it will continue on and I will continue to read as much of it as I can get my hands on because it, he has such a like fun angle on this world. It never gets old. Yeah. It's just, it, the, the yeah. first, the first three issues of this new, new, uh, volume, uh, like, was him kind of going up against like these demon possessed puppets, yeah. which is a little more supernatural than a Saga Yujimbo normally is. And then this is a much scaled back story about yeah. him escorting a, um, uh, a wife who's been a writer who has been forced into an arranged marriage that with a man that she's not in love with, who is jealous of her success as a writer. And so she, he's, he's escorting her, uh, to her father's house, um, uh, against the wishes of her husband and her husband's staff. Um, it's so good. It's, and it's, it's been very lovely. Like my son, um, who's two now and has just gotten into like, like he's obsessed with Calvin and Hobbes and like, awesome. um, uh, comics and stuff. And, the minute he saw this cover, he was just like immediately hooked. Like a rabbit with a big sword fighting um, a tiger and a snake at the same time. He was like, "Read this to me. Read this to yeah, me that's now." Great. And so I get to now sit and read Yusagi Ujimbo. Oh, that's son. a that's really, really good really idea lovely. because you know what? I finally cracked the uh, seal on. Mm. And I've only got one book, but now I'm like, oh, I need to read all of this. Um, Moomin. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I Moomin now- stuff is. F- like I think they're reprinting a bunch of it at the moment. It's seeing some kind of weird resurgence in popularity, but man, Moomins is so fucking good. So yeah, reading Moomin to both my kids at the oh, same time. Beautiful. And it's so it deals with like like heaps of things die in that book. Yeah. Um, but it's done in a kind of like darkly comical way, and I think it's Archie's like for the first time understanding that death can be funny. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah, really yeah. good. Very important. Yeah. Um. Uh. Because he's such a uh, he gets so he's he's. He gets so nerve-wracked watching things yeah. where that, that make him feel ways. He's a sensitive little he boy. He is. 
Um, he just likes logic. He likes yeah. things to. He like. He likes maths. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. little Archie. He's so beautiful. Um. So yeah, I think it's like Eugene is another great one to read with the kids. Yeah. Um, your kids are going to be well. At least uh, Shatterstar yes. is going to be. Did you say his real name earlier? You Probably. May have. I mean, it's a facade up, Siobhan. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um. I, you can tell he's going to be a rough and tumbler. Oh man! <laughs> like I'm just like counting down the days to the first broken bones. He's such a little like he rides his bike everywhere. He's like I'm a bike guy. Yeah, he just insists on riding this bike that he's still too small for everywhere. He climbs off everything. He's jumping off everything. He's just got this like boundless confidence that I'm like, oh my baby. Have you uh, have you started him? Like, is, does he watch shit yet lately? Eh. Yeah, yet. Um, a little bit. Does he's he obsessed watch with, shit lately? He's obsessed with Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Okay. That's his favorite. So that, that movie would, like, like Archie would need, he would start crying in that movie because Aww. things weren't going the main character's way. <laughs> oh, yeah. bless Archie. He's so sweet. Um, but he really, like, Otto, as much as I'm, like, you know, obviously I push the things that I like onto him, um, he does really like comic books. And Calvin and Hobbes is, like, perfect little sort of rat bag, um, being naughty kind of stuff. Yeah, he awesome. just loves yeah, it. Yeah, it's great. He's obsessed with it. Yeah, my Moomin is kind of similar. It's yeah. like it's like it's such a funny book. It's so yeah. good. I've, never, I've never read it before. Woman. Yeah, I want to read all of it. I think. Yeah, there's. I mean, I get like so this, many, like, there's you little, can there's never little... never give me a taste of something. <laughs> there's a little. Yeah, you're like I must consume it all yeah. immediately. Um, they're like because there, there's some that are like little novellas, and then there's some that are more like comic strips. Yep. It's really interesting the world that she. The one I'm created. reading. One reading at the moment is like they they moved they, just because on a whim they decided to become lighthouse keepers. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. It was kind of like her life. Um, a lot of it's really autobiographical in a really strange sense. Really? Um, yeah, she tried to encapsulate the feeling of oh, what God, growing I'm... up with her parents who were artists was like. Suddenly, I, I, I just stopped reading manga for a while. Yeah. So, so I could Suddenly read all of them and, and then everything about this woman's life. Yeah. Well, also, she so she moved. Um, she was a lesbian and she, little Mai is supposed to be her. Right. And she and her partner moved to an island where they would just make sculptures on the beach every day. And then Lei would be washed away by the water and they would make new ones the next day. That's kind of what happens in this book that I'm like, reading right now. That's so beautiful. That's crazy. Anyway, yeah. Um, I also recommend for kids, I've been collecting all of Marshall Williams' books. Have you ever seen those? Where it's like Mr. William Shakespeare's plays for kids oh, and they're like cartoon yeah, right. strips. Um, I've got Don Quixote. I've got the Knights of the <laughs> Round Table. I've got the Adventures of Robin Hood. The Greek myths, I read them all as a kid and they're fucking brilliant for kids. I really recommend it. Yeah, cool. Also, anything about Posey Simmons. Anyway, continue. Who? Do you know um, Posey Simmons? She did, um, I can only think of her kid stuff, Lulu and the Flying Babies. Okay, no. no anyway, no. she's fucking Okay, amazing. cool. All right, two, two good recommendations. Yeah. We have a lot of parents that listen. Yeah. Jim is a parent that sometimes listens. He sure is. We recently His mentioned him earlier. So grown up, it stresses me out. Um, but he recommended me a comic a couple of weeks ago called No One Left to Fight. Oh, yeah. Sounds and like a very gym book. No, it's, I mean, I think you would like it too. It is like a, um, a close thing to compare it to is like Dragon Ball. Cool, um, cool, cool, cool. It is uh, what happens after the main character has defeated all the demons and like, you know, then left it, left everyone for a while and then returns to see his old friends slash mm-hmm. foe, like, you know, rivals. And um and then his old enemies start returning one by one, mm. and so he's kind of like this like celebrated wash up who his head isn't together at all, um who whose rival now is married and has kids with the girl that he's still head over heels in love uh. with, and um people are th- other women are throwing themselves at him even now, but he all he only has eyes for this woman Aww. that is with his rival. His rival hates him because everyone loves him. Great. It's, 
It's great. So it's called No One Left to Fight. It's published by Dark Horse. It's written by Aubrey Citizen with art by Ficho Osio and Taylor Esposito. Oh, um, great. It's gorgeously coloured um, and the character designs, like, I mean, it's Very not... intricate. It's not my favourite kind of art, but it, it works really well for the story. And, cool. Um, and the colours are my favourite kind of colours. They're, they're crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great kind of, like, uh, fantasy slash fight manga mm. mashup. That cool. uh, I think really, really works. And it's um, the narrator shows up only at the beginning, like, you know, only when introducing and like, um, and t- getting you in for the next uh, issue at the, at the cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. But it's used to great effect. I like it. It's a really fun book. Yeah, cool. Um, also through Dark Horse is uh, the Black Hammer books. Um, Jeff Lemire's big Black Hammer universe. Yep. Um, and uh, we had the wrap up of Black Hammer Age of Doom in last month. Um, I can't remember if I read this issue. So. This was weirdly unsatisfying to me as well. Yeah, it's sort of like a, almost a problem now that the Black Hammer universe is kind of expanding yes. and there's all this other stuff happening. You're like, oh, I just miss when it was a bit simpler. I know, I think I want to tap out and just leave mm. it as this thing that I loved. And if if thing, if thing I hear afterwards that... Or even like I think reading it as a, in, in a trade or digitally once it's all collected or whatever, mm-hmm. I think it would be a bit more... Forgive, I'd be a bit more forgiving of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like, that original Black Hammer series... like. I held to such... That was my favourite comic the I year mean, it came so out. and like, brilliant. And the, the Age of Doom, I thought, started really strongly. We had the Sherlock Frankenstein type. All those times yeah, were yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And then I feel like now, when, especially when he's doing like stuff with co-writers... And the Justice League time. I, I don't really want yeah, that to same, happen. Same. Um, and so, especially when it's... This was like a weaker finale than... Like, basically, it was kind of like... like almost the sitcom thing. Like, no matter what happened in this episode, everything gets reset at the end. Right. And that's not satisfying to a book that seemed to break a lot of the superhero yeah. rules. Um, so, look, maybe when I reread this as a whole, you know, a couple of years down the track, I'll, I'll, I'll think differently on it. But um, for me now, um, I found Age of Doom's finale pretty unsatisfying. I think that's fair. Um, um, I'm still reading Buffy, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, you can talk about that once we just talk about oh, quickly. Oh, so sorry. Just we're in Black Hammerville. Yeah. Black Hammer, Just- Justice League. So did you read any of this? Um, I read the first issue, maybe the so first two Written issues. by Jeff Lemire with art by Michael Walsh and Nate Piekos. Uh, issue three was fun. It's fun. Uh, all <laughs> the, the main Justice League characters, so like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, and The Flash, are all, um, they swap places with the Black Hammer universe, so they're the ones stuck in this weird country town. While ah, the Black Hammer characters oh, yeah, yeah, are, yeah. In, are in the DC universe getting interrogated by what's left of the Justice League. Um, there is a fun team up between Colonel Weird and Jon Stewart. Um, and this <laughs> ended with a c- cute kind of meet up between Zatanna and uh, Gale. Okay. And Zatanna cute. kind of cures Gale, of, uh, oh, which, which was a nice, nice little moment. I was actually hoping um, that it was going to be a meeting together of Gale and Shazam mm. because obviously they are analogies of each other but uh, no I mean he, 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 this is fun this is actually the best issue of this so far so I cool. will definitely continue with it okay um, but uh, yeah I'm, I'm a lot less invested in the uh, Black Hammer universe than I was a year ago that's for sure <laughs> fair same now tell um, me about this buffet uh <laughs> So um, I was just going to say that the Geordie Belair written Buffy the Vampire Slayer series is still fucking excellent. <coughs> I'm sorry, guys. Um, if you if you like Buffy, if you have an affection for the characters, really, honestly, pick it up. And it's um, they're leading up to this Hellmouth crossover thing with Angel, and it's great. I recommend. Are you about to cough yourself stupid? You got caught my disease. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> 
Um, that's all it is. You have two children, then you cough yourself to death whenever you record a podcast. Um, I just haven't spoken in so long. Yeah, yeah. Except for going, boo, boo, boo. Um, so uh, let's end the comic on uh, end the end the end the single issue reviews on a very high note, and that is of Terry Moore's Five Years. Have you dropped okay, off I'm, this? No, um, not intentionally. I'm just not up to date. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is the coming together of all of Terry Moore's comics. So Strangers in Paradise, um, Rachel Rising, uh, Echo, Echo. That's the one I always Motor forget. Girl, Motor Girl, um, and uh, it is. It's just so. Sad and satisfying, sad because five years responds to how long this universe has left before a doomsday device is triggered that ends the world as they know it. Yeah. And so we have all of the main characters of these series banding together to try and stop because all of the, the main characters are these like either powerful, strong, or super powered women. Yeah. Um, and so they're all banding together um, and to try and stop this doomsday device from being created and, and thus saving the world and all the people that they love inside of it. Um, and, of course, at the heart of it is is Kachu and Katrina, uh, the two uh, main characters. Is it Katrina? No. No, Kachu is Katrina. Kachu and... Um, Daph. Da, da, nope. Da, nope. Um, oh, Francine. God. Francine. God. Thank you. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> Norman Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, at the, at the heart of it are these two characters that like, you know, when that book started, it's a, it's a romantic hijinks book, yeah. um, not this like enormous, like epic, uh, science fiction end of the end of the world story. Mm. Uh, so you have a very real relationship at the heart of, 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 of this book and in this, they, and he's been writing these characters for so long, but it feels real. And so when they say farewell to each other in this, like, no, you, shut up. What? Not what? like farewell oh, forever, God. but like farewell potentially forever. Right. Because yes. Kachui, obviously Francine isn't going to march into battle. Right. Yes. Alongside all of these other powerful women, um, so it's it's it is quite emotional. Yeah, and uh, I've got if they if he does anything to those two characters, like honestly, he can kill every other character <laughs> in the universe. But I don't care. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I mean, like it's it's Terry Moore's work is so. It's one of those things that makes me just like ah, I fucking love comic books and I love this format and I love what you're able to do with it because it is so hard to explain what that what most of his books are Mm -hmm. because they sit in this really strange kind of space that I don't think really exists in any other medium. Um, And it's so amazing what he's able to do with it. And it's bizarre how much emotion he can get out of you. Yes, definitely. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, Good shit. It's some good shit. So that's it for the single issues. Hooray! But Siobhan has been binging through all kinds of other books. Yeah, well, I've had a bit of time on my hands, guys, and my local library is exceptional. Um, and I've been reading a whole bunch of other stuff. Lane Cove Library? Lane Cove Library. They have a really excellent comic book section, and I've read some really good stuff from them recently. Um, You've one... been putting it all on your Instagram, too. Yeah, it's the only way I can remember what's been there. Um, I read Laura at, Dean Keeps Breaking at... Up With Me. Oh, great. Finally. Fuck. Really good. I Rico was... Tamaki wrote that one. It, it was, was excellent. With, um, what's her name? Rosemary Valero O'Connell on art. She's fucking amazing. Um, just one of those people where you're like, you're how young? Fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, was one of the... I was like, there's no way this can live up to the hype, um, and it just did. Nothing else has encapsulated that feeling of like being in a really fucked up teen relationship. <laughs> Better than that, I think. Um, it's exceptional. I read this one called Bad Friends by a um, Korean artist called Anko, A-N-C-C-O. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, but it was like an autobiographical novel of being like a hoodlum teen growing up in um, South Korea. And it is so phenomenal. Really tough read in some places, but I really recommend trying to track it down. Um 
amazing art very expressive a story that you don't i haven't heard much before you know i don't really hear that much about like the lives of sort of um lower class people in uh south korea so it was really an eye-opener and like an amazing read um emily carroll who's one of my favorite just comic book creators um she does sort of um erotic body horror kind of stuff um she did that um grim's fairy tales inspired through the woods oh yeah that one. Yeah. yeah really really good so she had a new one that came out a little while ago called when i arrived at the castle i really recommend trying to track it down i lent it to someone otherwise i'd lend it to you but it's a nice big oversized format it's nice it's a short read again it's another sort of fairy tale inspired story um about a kind of cat woman who goes to this castle to try and destroy the vampire woman who lives inside. And it's just, it's beautiful and horrible and sexy and weird and disgusting. And I, I cannot recommend it more highly. Awesome. So, so good. Um, good descriptors. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I've read this one called Miss Hora, Miss Hora by someone called Yasmin Omar Atta. It came out like apparently a year ago or something. Um, and I hadn't ever seen it and it's fucking unbelievable it's again a semi-autobiographical one about um his experience um of developing epilepsy right and the way that he visualizes and expresses epilepsy is as these like um knives chasing him and as he sort of slips into the um seizures it's you you feel the horror and the helplessness and uh, like I haven't read something that has sort of transported me and made me feel things as much as that so has. Who, who's the creative team on that one? Um, so it's just it's just one cartoonist. His name um, is Yasmin Omar Atta. Okay. Um, and it's called Miss Aura, but it's got an H in it. M I H A U R A. And I really recommend that trying to track phenomenal. it down. It's one of the best things I think I've read in a really long time. It's got a um. The sort of pull quote is from Brian Lee O'Malley, who's like, this is one of the biggest talents of recent time. Yeah, and it's, cool. it's something really special. Okay, I really recommend it. Um, and I also read The Three Escapes of Hannah Arendt, A Tyranny of Truth by Ken Crimstein, Crimstein um, which is sort of, it's, um, it's an interesting comic. It's like a um, biography of this, um, she was like a philosopher and a social theorist called Hannah Arendt. Um, she was around sort of during the the Nazis and the um, she was a German woman. And it's sort of about the three big escapes that she had in her life. Um, and it gives you a really good grounding of like her um, her ideas and her theories as well as like a good background on her life. As a sort of comic, it's the arts. It's one of those comics that makes me go like, ah, anyone can make a comic in a positive way because his art isn't that sophisticated or that um, – He's not that brilliant of a storyteller in terms of the art, but it's a really interesting read, um, and it's really worthwhile tracking down as well. I really highly recommend that. Fantastic. I've also been having the fun thing of, like, kind of uh, shopping my own shelves and looking through stuff that I haven't read in a while. So I've been going through the DC Universe by Mike Mignola, which was a collection that DC put out a year or two ago. Which has the excellent uh, collection, uh, The Doom That Came to Gotham, which is his, like, Lovecraftian Elseworlds story. Yes. About Um, Batman. But it also, like, it goes right back to, like, the beginning of his career. And so you get, like, this really weird story um, about, uh, you, like, it starts off with a 
Reagan era Eclipso story about the <laughs> Phantom Stranger, which is like totally brilliant and so weird. And it's really fun getting to like follow him as he developed as an artist and seeing like the different sort of Did he do the art for Gotham by Gaslight? Is that Mignola? No, I don't no. think so. Right. But it's very Mignola inspired. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also, as a treat to myself, reread all of Master Keaton. Damn. Because so it's the best. I'm like, I'm like two thirds of the way into um, 20th Century Boys. Oh, man. And just absolutely adoring it. And I was going to read Master Keaton next. 20th Century Boys is one of the most satisfying reads I think I've ever had. Like, such a, a sophisticated, bizarre story. Um, but Master Keaton, as like a comfort read, is my absolute fucking, is my absolute What's favorite. What's Master Keaton about? So Master Keaton, he is a um, archaeology professor who dreams of, he has like this specific theory that he wants to um, uncover. He believes that the origins of civilization are in the Danube River, um, but he doesn't have the money to actually do the dig. And so he also works as a um, claims investigator for an insurance company. Um, And he used to be in the SAS as a survivalist expert. So it's like different stories um, about this character. Either he's, you know, on an archaeology dig or he's following up um, on an investigation. And so it's like an action one or the... Oh, cool. And it encapsulates so many different sort of um, moods and stories and things like that. It's really exceptional. So Um, you still have... You still have... You have all of Master Keaton. Yep. You have all of Pluto. Okay, I'm gonna, uh, next time I come visit, I'm going to steal at least one of those. Please do. Yeah. Um, I've also got Monster. I don't have 20th Century Boys because um, someone lent that to me and I've passed it on. So I'm uh, I'm borrowing. Sorry, I'm buying the yeah. uh, getting getting the uh, the perfect editions of the 20th yeah. Century Boys from the Madman worthwhile website. Worthwhile having. Um, very very worth checking those down if you can get them. Um, if They're you're in beautiful. Australia, Madman have them um, for pretty cheap. Kings Comics also have Kings them. Kings have them too. Um, but less cheap, but still um, good. <laughs> and uh, and then um, I. So I'm, I'm trying to get through all of that. I'm up, I'm, I'm up to like the fourth perfect edition. Um, and it's then so <laughs> It's just, it, like, for those who don't know, it is about, I, I knew nothing about it. So I will try perfect and tell you a small in. amount of, like the, basically it's about, um, it's set in Japan. Um, uh, sometime in the sixties, a bunch of boys are, are playing in their secret play zone and mm-hmm. um, they create a myth, a yeah. story. They start telling each other a story and, um, and that story comes back to haunt them when they're adults. Yeah. Is that a good enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And it's secret societies and cults and... End of the world. Mega and like, monsters yeah. and it's so fun. Yeah. It's and so clever. Out of control how good it is. Yeah. And like, it has one of the most surprising time jumps I've ever experienced in a, in a yeah. book. And um, it goes through a couple of those. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah. I'm so excited that you're reading it. It's just <laughs> out of control how good it is. Yeah. Um, I, I also, also reread Pluto. Recently, I was like, I'm going to reread all of my Urasawa books and all of my Morrison books as like a fun. Um, Your two base. Yeah, my two my two special boys. Um, I also started uh, based on uh, one of our favorite listeners, Connor's recommendation. I've started a, a, I picked up from Madman as well, uh, the Beast Stars. Um, okay, manga. I'll be able to tell you what that is all about next time. The, the bulk of my reading though has been um, still on the Shonen Jump app. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, really, really still loving. Um, one Piece, obviously, has mm-hmm. been particularly good the last few weeks. Cool. Um, and uh, Promise Neverland and Demon Slayer has been excellent okay. as well. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Th- those are like my top three. Nice. Um, really, really fun. I read some like like, like I it's a very, very if you want a very fun, goofy manga, highly recommend um, uh, Doctor Stone, which is about like um, the Stone Age and a second Stone Age comes to the world, and then two surviving members of uh, 
of our earth. It's up to them to um, bring back society using science. Oh, uh, good. <laughs> it's really fun and silly. I really like that. And then My Hero Academia is just kind of like, that's like, that's, that's, that's popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like most, most shonen manga is popcorn, but like yeah. that absolutely is just like, there's not, there's, I, like, I know it's very popular. I don't, I, I just read it because it's fun. Not yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. love it or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I also read, I read Black Sad Amarillo for the first time. See, I have had this on my shelf for years. Same. I have, I've read the first, the first book, which has like three stories within it. I have a Black Sad print on my wall. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to the Black Sad video game, but I've never read Amarillo. Ah, man. So I also have had this on my shelf for years and I was like, now's the time. Um, and so I finally took the shrink wrapping off and I read it. And it's like, I mean, every Black Sad book is such a fucking treat because it is beautiful, like pitch perfect noir sort of crime stories but with like the most sort of beautiful sun-drenched um images this one as like a a circus and black sad sort of trying to avoid trouble by getting dragged in um once more and it's just incredibly satisfying yeah it's beautiful Um, um it's a beautiful book i really i recommend all the black sad books and i think that they may be working on another one Oh, that's amazing! So um, yeah, it's um, Juan Diaz Canales and Juanjo Juanjo Guanido. Perfect. I Absolutely assume. Perfect. Yeah, t- assume. ten out of ten pronunciation, yeah. as per usual. Yeah, you've inspired me. I need to read that. In fact, so my current job, obviously, I've, we've moved in. The big thing I'm working on now is that when we moved in, um, there was a shed, and mm-hmm. in the last few weeks, I have. Um, lined the walls mm-hmm. i have sanded the floor i have painted wow. the walls ceiling had an electrician install new lights new switches and this weekend um we are installing shelves cool and that's gonna be my library oh that's so cool yeah slash office but mostly library i, 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 I want to refer to it because it's not underground i can't refer to it as a den i always wanted a den yeah. but it's my library that's nice dad's oh, in that's his really library. Exciting. where's dad he's in his library that's so cool i know that's cool. Dad's nice. in his library. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come in. Dad's in his library. Um, um, awesome. So, yeah. yeah. And, and other I, than that, I've been reading Watchmen. Amazing. You've got also a book, oh. the first one you ever lent me. On yeah, Drops of God. I've read that as well, just for fun. Drops of God is um, by Tadashi Aji and Shu Okimoto, and it's um, a comic about wine tasting. And it's so silly. One of the first manga I ever read as yeah, well. Yeah, not a great introduction to the world of manga. Oh, I, lo- I, I loved it. But it was, it's, it's so completely fun. Completely ridiculous. It's bizarre. The way I, that I'd they say talk it is about because yeah, it has that like you know like extremely over the top uh, descriptions of yeah. things that people are experiencing. In this case, it's wine. Yes. Um. um and so it kind of teaches you about wine and like the really. concept. <laughs> it does a bit. It teaches you like things you know I didn't know. Uh, like how do you say? Terroir. Ter- 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 yeah, exactly. Ter- ter- I didn't know about that before I read this. Um, <laughs> but it is um, silly good fun. It's about a, a boy, a man whose dad was like the most important wine taster in Japan. And then he dies and he's like, to win my um, sort of, <laughs> to get your inheritance, you have to guess these 12 famous bottles of That's wine. Right. And Perfect. it's him um, going up against his dad's protege. To, to whoever whoever gets them right wins the seller or whatever. Um, and it stopped actually being translated. So I've only got like three volumes out of a sort of potential 12. Um, yeah, that's right. But, and, still, and it, but then, they, then they, tra- they translated like the 12th one or something. Yeah, real yeah, bizarre. Jump forward. Anyway, but it's good. It's, um, it's enjoyable if you, if you can track it down. I yeah, recommend. super fun. I might, maybe, yeah, maybe it's one worth tracking down like the fan subs of. Yeah, 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 yeah true. I should. 
Um, well, that is it for our incredible <sighs> review show. Oh, wait. One more. There's one more. I have my manga in my bag that I've been reading. I think I mentioned it on the show before because I read it. I read it dodgily, but now I've picked up the proper version. Oh, um, I really want to read this. It's super good. It's called The Way of the House Husband. It's supposed to be so good. By uh, Kusuke Uno. Um, and uh, this is about a former member of the Yakuza who now is committed to becoming a house husband. And so he has constantly has people from his past trying to track him down or like, um, you know, challenge him. Mm-hmm. But all he wants to do is, uh, is buy, buy food and cooking. Get dinner on the table. Get, exactly. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's my one criticism of it is that it is very much a strip. It's like, you know, every, every chapter is contained and doesn't mm-hmm. carry on into the next one. And I think this actually could lead to an amazing ongoing story. Um, but as a strip format comic, it's still very, very funny and very yeah. enjoyable. Cool. Um, so yeah, it was uh, released by by Viz. You can get it through Kings or through Madman as well. They yeah. suck it as well um, in Australia, and I'm sure you can get it everywhere else. I mean, Viz is stocked almost everywhere in the world. I love um, Viz. They have such a good um, sort of editorial team choosing what's going to get published. And this is a gorgeous um, uh, publication as well. Like the, yeah, uh, nice the, size. Uh, really, really lovely size and great use of color on the on the on the on the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's a, it's a gorgeous little compilation of, uh, of funny funny comics uh, big recommendation on uh, the way of the house husband nice um, I've, there's no fucking way I'm writing up all the comics that we, that we talked about today no <laughs> so, deal with it guys <laughs> um, and, uh, but I will say that um, look, this was awesome and, yeah this uh, was, was really fun really fun I don't know how long we recorded for because we had to break it up for all the yeah so sorry uh, break that's fine <laughs> I knew, I actually he, your, uh, your, your he's son been was, good he was, goal he balls good. good on you goal balls goal balls <laughs> Used to great effect in uh, in House Effects. See, I can't, this is I can't wait I for you love to read Hickman it. so much. Yeah, yeah. I knew he was going to put gold do you want me, balls do you want in. A slight spoiler for House of X. Yes, they ain't balls, Sean. They're eggs. Ah! <laughs> ah! I love Hickman so much. Oh my god! Yeah, so he plays an integral part for the future of mutants, which is pretty amazing. It made me laugh so much when he tweeted like, "I mentioned gold balls three times in this panel, and no one's um no one noticed." And I was like, "I know gold balls is going to be a big deal." Fuck yeah! That's great. Just like my son. Um, <laughs> but we're going to try and do this at least once a month. Yep, that's the goal. Um, uh, I'm going to have lots of like Kings-based fun news coming up once I'm back at work. When's that? Um, I'm back on the 11th of November. Jesus, so that is, that it's is so soon. soon. Okay, so yeah, we could be back in the swing of things sooner than you know, whatever. Yeah. So thank you for sticking with us. Um, the last few episodes, sorry, they're a bit more sporadic than even more sporadic than a month. And thanks to um, everyone who's like, "Where was Siobhan? That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> Stop doing episodes by yourself, Levens. I'm like, <laughs> thanks to uh, no. our, our friends Megan and Chris both offered to to, to do episodes with me, and uh, it, it may still happen in the future. But yeah, cool. My life is a mess at the moment, and it's just impossible to. No, I mean, my, sorry, my Goodness. schedule Goodness. is a mess. Yeah. It's just like I, it's it's a I know where to go to record with you. I have no idea where to. Yeah, I can't invite them to my place that doesn't that is half moved into. Yeah, you were know, whatever. Yeah, it's tough. It's yeah. tough. But yeah, this was very fun, Siobhan. I hope you enjoyed listening to it, everyone. If you want yeah, to support guys. the show, um, we are all we we don't get any money or support for the show from anywhere else at the mm-hmm. moment. So if you do want to kick a couple of bucks our way, the easiest way to do that is patreon.com slash serious issues podcast. Please do. Um, and uh, that money really really got me through. Um, the last few months, um, because yeah. it was kind of like, oh, okay, I know, I know why I'm staying up till two a.m. talking yeah. about comics by myself. <laughs> uh, it does, and it's it's not much, but it does make a massive, uh, massive, massive difference, and we really appreciate it. And uh, thanks to Kings for the comics as well. Obviously, of course, all all the comics that we talked about on this episode are available at Kings Comics, um, which is uh, at the currently moment, in the Dimmix building. In the Dimmix building on level seven, um, um, it's, it's actually a nice little petite space. It's kind of fun yeah. having a, a smaller. 
kings. Definitely, definitely go and enjoy at least once this era of of, of petite kings. Um, because it's going to be uh, all new, all different kings. I should call it Prince Comics. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, yeah, so go visit Kings uh, to buy all these comics that we talked about on the show um, in the Demix building in uh, the city of Sydney or yep. over at kingscomics.com yep. to purchase everything uh, online. Um, you can find us uh, in our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash serious issues podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we are on Twitter at, uh, at serious underscore issues. A series underscore underscore, underscore. underscore issues, um, and then uh, at Siobhan CVG for yep. Siobhan on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm at Levdog L E V D W G. I have some other podcasts. Two of them mm-hmm. are weekly at the moment. Congrats, uh, hey Good job. fam! Um, all it is is about as soon as you figure out that perfect time to do it and where to do it, then I'm fine. But it, any like any messing around, but it's like no, this is impossible. Yeah, I feel uh, like. so hey fam um, is all about pop culture. We're going to do a Watchmen episode uh, this Wednesday. Oh, so, cool! Uh, stay tuned for that, uh, and uh, then. Um, I also have another video game podcast called All the Small Games, um, and that comes out with, every, with uh, every Monday. Yeah, it's all about indie video games. It's a shorter podcast, so it's fun. Lots of fun mm. to do that one. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys. And I hope you enjoy yourselves and comics and each other. And your, but not too much. Gold balls. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com. 
the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.